It's so good to be back. And it's February 18th, 2011. And this is episode 48, the name of which we have not figured out yet. Now have, and I'm sure all our listeners know this, but their customer service has really upped it a notch because really? they emailed out uh, notifications that my order was packing and I got the email that my autom- you know, my order had shipped, and uh, I was like, "Wow, this, they've really got this figured out now." Yeah. So it was very nice. Congratulations, MMP. That's a step in the right direction. You know, I I, I ordered something from a gaming company about a week ago, and I ordered it, and they sent me an email over the acknowledgement, and then they sent me like a thank you email, and then they sent me an order update saying that they had processed my credit card, and then they sent me one saying like. They were going to package it tomorrow, and then they sent me one that, you know, the guy was licking the envelope, and then they sent me one that the postman was at lunch, but running a little late. And, they, and it's like I had like 15 emails. That's I was going to call and cancel my order. That's a bit much. It was like harassment. I'm tired of <laughs> you. Over-communicating. Yeah, yeah, I was over-communicating. That was horrible. So I won't mention the name of that company. Well, should we jump Troll right in? Lords. J- jump right in Troll with... Lords. With letters? <laughs> With letters, no. We do letters. We talk yeah. about the corruption. Did you see the <laughs> the corruption in the Medicare? No, we don't want to talk about that. Two hundred and fifty-seven billion, no million dollars. One hundred and eleven doctors, nurses, and physical therapists all captured, caught. Oh, corrupt um, fraud! Really? In the United States? Seven hundred in the United States. Seven hundred. This is and this is just from what was it? Seven cities. I'm sorry. No, no, Jeff. Um, I can see that Dave feels very strongly about this yeah. issue. It's like a runaway train. I don't train. mean to quibble over details, and I'm certainly not an attorney. However, his opening statement just a moment ago was that this is a show dedicated 100% to the game Advanced Squad Leader. Yeah. I'm having a hard time connecting, but maybe it's just me. The doctors caught for fraud. I all think play we Squad Leader. Overthrow him. We're going to overthrow you right all now. All right. Back to Squad Leader. Let's go to letters. Cue the orchestra. I've got a letter here from Andy, who left us a comment on episode 46, which was called Sherry Anyone, which is the one where we didn't, we weren't bantering. It was our banter-free episode, which was a big hit. (laughs) But uh, Andy said, how can I feel superior if you guys aren't engaging in foolish banter? Please restore that feature and keep the podcasts coming. Well, Andy, by popular demand. Wait, that's just so he can compare himself to how stupid we are? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even get that when I read yeah. the letter for the first time. <laughs> so that would prove how stupid you are. So you're supporting his ego indirectly, it seems. <laughs> All right, well, the banter is back. The banter is back, we're happy to say. For better or for worse, the banter is back. Rich, do you have a letter? Yeah, this uh, gentleman is John Payne, and he also mentions the banter in a different way. He says, guys, love the show, but the last effort, uh, last effort episode 46, was about as exciting as reading the ASL rulebook. Now, I don't know if he's being facetious. But that these is, are, these that is exciting. I love, I love reading the ASL rulebook myself. <laughs> take so. that, you could take that any number of ways. I'm, I wondering, guess. I'm wondering what he uh, is trying to imply there. It's, uh, these are my own words now. That's not what yes. he said. All right, I'll, the quotation marks begin. You guys have a great podcast, and the banter makes it. Another banter compliment. Uh-huh. Sure, you crap on a bit. That's a, I think he's from Australia, according to this note, so ah. that must be a <laughs> phrase they use. 
That's part of the charm. Am I allowed to comment in between? Like I yes, am? you can. I think you I guess can. I we'll just bantering. We'll you're just bantering well. Yeah, you're bantering Ignore. well. We'll cut that out. If you get to be too inter- <laughs> if you're too entertaining, we'll take it out. Yeah, because you don't want to look bad. No. Uh, ignore the naysayers and do what you do best. Keep up the good work. Regards, John from Canberra, Australia. Oh, oh. thank you, John. Put, 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 put one on the bobby for us. <clears throat> Whenever somebody from Australia writes, we have to bring out those lame old Australian accents and euphemisms, and I refuse to do it. And good day. <laughs> and we wish you all luck with that flooding. That was horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. So I have one here from Mike, and he says, I'd personally like to know who the foul language uh, was who criticized the banter. I can make a guess, but he does need to eventually move out of his parents' basement one of these days. <laughs> banter on, Dave and Jeff. <laughs> well, now I'm making a guess who that could be. Who? who and he, we, But we both know who, who made that comment about the banter. Yeah. Don't we? We do, and we will not reveal that. We will not reveal that. This will be like Bartman, who blew the Cubs World Series chances when he reached out for the baseball uh, to catch it when it was being hit out of bounds, and he he ruined the series. The death threats against his life. To reveal this person's name seems like it would be a threat to his life. We we cannot do so. Yeah. We'd have to put him on an ASL witness protection plan or something, I'm sure, because his, his life would be forfeit. Yeah, wow. it was Probably a while, a while ago. Because yeah. you're, ever yeah. since. <laughs> another couple of years, and I'll beat you. you. You'll be coming to me for help. So that's what I've been playing lately. <clears throat> Jeff, have you played anything lately? Uh, I actually did not. I, I finished a game with Mike uh, a week ago. Squad, and, yeah, he won. Was, or? he won. He won again. Yeah, yeah he didn't he again. listen to the episode where we talked about? No, he people. doesn't listen to the show. Mike Stubitz or a different Mike? No, Mike Lemke. Lemke. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. We've got to get you winning somehow, John. Yeah, I, I know. That's one of my objectives. Well, i got to play a little more. That would help. But um, cheat more. No, I actually I, have, I actually, uh, haven't been playing much, but I've been reading reading more and more and watching movies. And does that count? No. <laughs> but I'll let you win when we play on Mondays. Okay. All right. That's a deal. Are you really? You're really going to do that? Let him win? Yeah. Yeah. But I have to make it look like I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I spent uh, last Saturday evening with Dave Goldman. Doing what? Uh, we were at the opera. Oh, you, yeah, you were at the opera. I was at the opera last week, and I saw Dave Goldman there. Actually, we didn't spend the evening Oh, I was going to say, you uh, planned to go there together? No, no, no. Actually not, uh, but I did see him during inter- intermission. Oh. So that was kind of nice. It's a small ASL nice world. Was yeah. it just a coincidence? Or you put yeah, just a coincidence. Yeah. No, I was there with another friend of mine, and... And uh, But during intermission, I said, God, that looks like Dave Goldman. But you know how it is when you see somebody out of their element? And mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him without all the little counters and stuff and dice. And his special um, lights that he likes. Don't forget about his lights. Yes. He always has a special little lights over the table that he clips to the... Right, yeah, yeah which he did not have at the opera. So once Probably again, not. I was like, I don't know, is that him? But he was wearing a bow tie, and I thought, now that is, that is something that Dave. Well, Dave is a cultured, classy guy, but yeah. I'm surprised you were at a place like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just... Uh, it's a side job. I was just cleaning the floors up I afterwards. See. I see. Picking up the gum wrappers. <laughs> hey, guys. Whit Richardson again with another entry. This time, ASL Haiku 575. Breaking squads with fire. Thrill of ASL is in battle. Failure to route blows. Thanks. Haiku poetry. That was a haiku. 
That'll be our third contest. That was so cool. <laughs> what? What's next? What's in the box? The Bronx. What's in the Bronx? Yeah, I was wondering what's in the Bronx. I did. I, I think J-Lo's in the Bronx. Is, uh, the TV show was made in the Bronx. Which show? Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, was it? Or maybe not. I was thinking of Good Times. I think it was. Good Times! Hey, we're lucky we got them. <laughs> that was enthusiastic, right? Yeah. Well, because I love the show so much. I didn't know you could sing. Oh, yes. That's amazing. Well, I'm going to enter your ASL Spot Leader song contest. Oh, I can't that, wait. I can't I wait. I know that yeah. uh, that's out there. Player, because is, is, uh, I like that soft approach in reality, but but jokingly, you know, I had to learn that stuff the hard way. Nobody ever... <laughs> yeah. Nobody babied me yeah. when I was... Nobody, nobody spoon-fed me yeah. the Bocage rules or the HIP rules. I learned by moving in the open and getting shot with a 16 minus 3. <laughs> That's how I learned about Learn by example. Yeah, you're a man. That's the way to do it. I mean, I tell you what, I didn't uh, have anybody spoon-feeding me that stuff. Well, this is like ASL with training wheels. And uh, so if you're too afraid to go out on your own, you can you can take this instead. The advantages of fortified locations and <laughs> yeah. whether or not you should convert your pillbox to a bunker or not with trenches. That We've talked about that. Yeah. Oh, a lot of the uh, women uh, that I talked to about ASL want to know more about my sustained fire. <laughs> I'm sure because my sustained fire is legendary. It can even be intensive at times. Well, then you got to add plus two, and that's yeah. not good. Well, yeah. Mine like, yeah. Well, you may break down. I may. I may. Mine like to talk about vehicular bypass phase. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't resist. That's a good one. Uh, two, firing during the movement phase uh, always uses KC. So I'm going to encourage And the your, sunshine band? KC and the sunshine band, exactly. Welcomen mein hairs und mein... Short hairs. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. And. Yeah, here we are. It's good to be back. Show 49. Yes. And we've. And it's going to be a good show. March 15th. Yeah. Ides of March. Yeah, 2011. Ides of March, I don't know what that means exactly. I remember it was in Julius Caesar. Yes, until he was stabbed in the Senate. Yeah. So Ooh, I. Right in the Senate. Ooh, oh, yeah, that hurts. Hurt. Yeah. I've stabbed in the Senate. And I t- told my, uh, Middle school kids today, we do it as an event in history, this day in history. Um, they take turns stabbing you. You know how the, well, you know how the girls are in middle school? Eighth grade girls? I know how they are. They're kind of kooky. They're kind of, you know, catty, aren't they? Yeah. That when their friends betray them, they can say, et tu brute. Yeah, how'd that go over? Yeah, they didn't quite get it, but I explained it to them. Then they liked it. Went in for the upper GI scope thing in the stomach. They looked at it, and they did the colonoscopy while they were at it. Oh, really? Yep. You got the double whammy. Yep. Wow. And, uh, How'd that go? What was that like? I've never had that. I actually kind of liked it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, not the prepping. That's a little spooky. The, pre- the prepping's really bad. Creepy. The- did I tell you we told my kids the music truck, the ice cream truck was the music truck? Because we didn't want them to demand ice cream every time they saw it. Ah. And one day Adam came home and said, Dad, the music truck gives kids ice cream. <laughs> it's true. 
So don't lie to your kids, folks. Just tell them they can't have any ice cream. Well, that's half the fun of having kids. It's yeah. like it's, it's like teaching somebody squad later and teaching them all the wrong rules. <laughs> the music truck gives kids ice cream. I love that. That's great. I used to tell my kids, this one is, is probably just as bad, whenever we'd see a jet going overhead, I would take a couple of coins out of my pocket, throw them on the ground. Oh. When the kids were looking, I'd say, look, the, the planes are dropping money. I think and the kids would get so excited. I think you told me that before. Oh, they still get mad at me about that. But they always look for money whenever they're near the airport. The article was written with tongue-in-cheek, but I learned from this experience that a number of ASLers have no sense of humor. <laughs> I've noticed that as well. <laughs> I finally stopped reading the old ASL mailing list because a few individuals on there were so relentlessly contentious that it became a daily dose of their flame wars and tirades. I like to think most ASLers play the game for fun, but ASL seems to attract a certain number of Unabomber types. Mm-hmm. No His words, not ours. No soft language there. And I'd bet whoever reads the nut mail at MFP would back me up on that. Oh, my gosh. It's probably that must be very true. Referring to my constant badgering to of them. Yeah, for counter. For counter, mm-hmm. free stuff, anything. And uh, I hope you'll continue to gear your show for the more fun-loving segment of the community. Uh, I personally don't expect to learn a lot of intricate nuts and bolts <laughs> of ASL. From a podcast, anyway. Ah, okay. Not this podcast in, uh, in particular. Good, that we won't let him down. Yeah, we will not. Now, in addition to the triangular shape of the subject matter, mm-hmm. we have things on the sides. These are called framing devices. I call them trees. You might call them trees because you're uneducated in arts. <laughs> but the sophisticated art viewer would recognize them as Framing devices because they appear around the sides. Hey, look oh. at all those birds over there in that framing device. <laughs> look at how they look. They go around the side, almost like a frame to the picture. It's cold. Somebody go cut down a framing device. And you're feeling the cold from the artwork, aren't you? Oh, it is. It's chilling looking. It is. You know, it's actually, beautiful, for winter, winter offensive, day. I would like to see something in the South Pacific. Palm trees. No, no, no. Hula girls. No. No. It's a close-up of a soldier's yeah. face. Mm-hmm. What, is, body. what do you think up? that soldier is thinking, Jeff, or feeling right now? He'd like to reach right out of that painting and slap you. <laughs> yes, he would, wouldn't he? He's a very stern face. I wonder if his body's too big for his head. Not that he's fat. That's why he's got that sour look on his face. You know, just it looks a little. The proportion might be off. My head's too small. Well, Jeff, and time for another interview. Here we go. Who do you have with us today, Jeff? We have Glenn Houseman. That's correct. The zombie pack. Yeah, Yeah. we're getting a lot of feedback on the zombie pack. Well, maybe it's because of our publicizing your zombie pack. Oh, it must be. <laughs> it's only because of you guys, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You probably because if they actually played it, they might have trouble. So. And we liked your uh, website also. You had some Oh, see, that's, like I say, I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> I, have, I don't even visit it, so <laughs> I don't even really know what's on it. I, I, I checked it out a couple times, of course. But. What is the website? 
Eastside Game. I don't know. Eastside Gamers. Horrible at promoting himself. I don't go. I have anything to do with it. I swear. No, I, I know. I did. I often didn't know our own website for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so it's Google out us. There. Google us. Eastside Gamers something. I'm sure if you just Google it. I used to join up with the minis. Uh, first of all, I tell you, I work nights. So yeah, would you right. wake up at 2.30 in the morning or 3 mm. in the morning to play ASL? No. Uh, no. I've tried it, and I'm just I'm half asleep. I never win. I've only advanced to the second round once, and that was when I was just dedicated. I woke up early, drank V8 juice, went to breakfast, had vitamins, took had some <laughs> caffeine, and I was good to go, and I actually got to the second round. But, you know, I'm a night person. Jeff and I were out at, at night last night traveling around Cleveland area, and we got Looking. scared and had to run back to our hotel room. Yeah. Oh. I think we found a bar <laughs> frequented by zombies and a, vampires. It had a metal door, and it had cameras saying, under surveillance at all times. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was saying no decided. colors, no knives, no this, no yeah. list of yeah. weapons you yeah. can yeah. We thought, yeah. no, not going to go in here tonight. Yeah. yeah. When the Aslock was at Youngstown, there was it was really creepy. There was a, a place called the Truckers Mall. It was just like a block away from the hotel, and there was really nothing else around. There was a giant truck wash, and there was the Truckers Mall. And my brother and I were going, oh, let's go to the Truckers Mall, you know, see some. We get in there, and it's all dark. There's only two stores open. There's a CB repair shop and a leather shop, and there was some other creepy shop. And there's all these creepy characters hanging around, like doing these. I think it was a drug dealing place for meth. Or speed or something. Probably and was. when we walked in there, they're looking at us like, "What can, can we rob them? How are we going to get them?" You know, it was obvious they were sizing us up for something bad. <laughs> yeah, and later, yeah, and so we fled basically. The, the geeks and turned tail and fled. And then we found out later, uh, some of the more experienced guys are going, "You never should have gone in there. You should have asked us first. You don't go into the truckers mall. You don't go there." So you got to watch what you're doing when you come traveling to a place you haven't been before. I think they would tell us this stuff when we check in. You know. Yeah. Now that's where ASL Open in Chicago's. Pretty darn safe. The only limited gang activities restricted to a few low-income housing areas, uh-huh. and those are far away from. Uh, far away. You have to travel pretty far to get somewhere so nasty. You're, from you're the pretty safe at the open, everyone. There you go. Well, do you have any suggestions on how to uh, change it a little bit to try to do that from your perspective? Well, I, we love the old-looking counters, so oh. yeah. <laughs> and the boring colors. You can juice up the so. counters a little, no? But I think it's got a lot also to do with uh, just uh, you know it's 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 the yeah environment of play. I think when I start started playing, it was a bit awkward that I you know a lot of guys found it strange, and they probably didn't know how to deal with the fact that we now have a woman in the room. I mean, what are we supposed to do with her? fantastic. I'm a big fan of the starter kit myself, and actually, I've tried introducing the game to a couple of my fr- friends, you know, entice them with shopping here and there and get them to play a little bit. Of course, it's still tough, but still, I think the starter kit makes it a lot easier. And I think you might see a lot of new, you know, new players coming in, younger players, because I think for a long time there was a kind of generation gap there was a group of people who learned to play SL, and then for a long time there was nobody, and you know the same people kept playing. But with the starter kit, who knows? You could probably see a lot of younger players starting to play. Welcome everybody to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads. That's right. We're actually recording live, so we'll be a little distracted. Yeah, we're well, we're we're simulcasting. Oh, simulcasting. We're doing our usual recording, but we're simulcasting uh, a live video feed right now. And for those of you that missed it, oh well, sorry. Yeah, yeah it was 
Today is May 12th, 2011. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say that this show is brought to you by Glenn Oberhauser. Glenn, thank you very much for your support. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. We also got a nice contribution the other day from one of our regular contributors who likes to remain anonymous. Thank you again, Mr. Yeah. Anonymous. Yeah. We won't tell your ex-wife where all that money's going. <laughs> He's funneling it. Yeah, it came to us directly from his account in uh, the Cayman Islands, which I thought was nice. This from Mika Solman. Thank you, Mika. He says, hi, I've written a pretty nice list of all the new rules that a newbie needs to learn when moving from starter kit to full ASL. Could you mention it on your show? Answer is? No. Sorry, we cannot. We will not, under any circumstances. It's just too that. much competition for yeah. people's valuable ASL time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course we will. And we did. And it was a board game geek link, and we'll put that. we'll post that on the show. That said, it, they didn't really think it was a very good episode. Oh, correct. And now, we, you know, and we don't get a lot of negative feedback. I think most people just, you know, turn us off and and forget about it. They don't bother to write in. And anybody with a, with a lot of sense or taste doesn't even listen to the show. So for those reasons, we really don't get much negative feedback. Uh, but yes. in this case, we did. We did. But you can feel free, please, to go ahead and give us some constructive yeah. criticism. And he, and he did. And how did you react to that? Dave? I was just fine with it. I was hurt. Because I, <laughs> I just ignore it. <laughs> I, actually, I thought he had a good point. I, I, th- I thought he had that the comment had some merit. I'm not going to go so far as to repeat what he said. Never. Um, because if you if you want to know what he said, you have to go to the twohalfsquads.com and read the first comment on episode 49, and you'll see there. And uh, he says what makes the turret more vulnerable is it can't slope like the glacis, which is the lower fr- front, right. I think. Yeah. And the armor factor is more than just, of course, thickness. It is slope, which is actually in one of the notes, I believe. I think that's right, yeah. In the rules. I remember reading it somewhere a long time ago. Yeah. And the Yag Panther has got all front heavy armor because it has the same slope on angle on it, which I did not know. So now, I think you, they Paul. should have, what they could have done is changed the way the helmet is designed hey. so that you only have protection in the front of the helmet, and then the back is just like like cheesecloth or something, right? Because you want protection as well, you're going in. But if you're retreating, if you're running away from the enemy, you deserve to be popped in the back of the head, don't you think? <laughs> well, and then and then the steel that they save by not putting that on there, they could have put on the tanks. Correct. Why don't they do the helmets slope too? To little angle bit. bullets off of them. Yeah, they have some have better angle than others. Well, you know those. Um, uh, now I can't remember what they call those helmets that the Limeys wore, that the Brits wore. You know, helmet. Well, <laughs> well, little advertisement for our Texas friends. There's um, the team tournament on June 23rd. So sign up for the Texas. Open, ASL Open. Well, it's not the Open. It's the, what do they call it? The They call it a rodeo, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> 19th Annual Texas Team Tournament, Austin, Texas, June 23rd to 26th. We should have music for that little segment. We really, you know, we do we so should. much with the Texas guys. Yeah. They deserve their own kind of theme song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
Well, I won't do that yet. Remind me, we need to talk about our contest. Oh, yes. Before we leave today. Yeah, right. Why did I talk like my mother <laughs> just now? <laughs> David, I don't come know. into dinner. Can you stop? Please. <laughs> and Kurt. I think you should have made that up. I did not. <laughs> but and it's good enough. Kurt Metzler from, guess where, Korea. He's our Korean listener. That's Although a good Korean name, Kurt yeah. Metzler. <laughs> Kurt Metzler Park. Yeah. I want to thank you all for all of your hard work. Your show's helped at various, various stages of my ASL career, beginning with newbie-doo up to my graduation to full ASL. Wow. Congratulations, Kurt. I eagerly, eagerly await your next show. Until then, I'm your loyal listener in Korea. Yes, I'd bribe you with beer, but Korean beer is swill. Just make sure that my neighbors <laughs> don't hear this part. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, here's an email from Jim Povey. I just opened the new ASL Starter Kit Expansion Pack 1 and noticed something very interesting in the counter mix. There's a German 8-0 Sergeant Klein and a German 7-0 Corporal Schmidt. What? Don't tell me this. Yep. What? Wait, wait, wait. Could this be wait. Dave's? No, wait. What? No. <laughs> are we opening Starter Kit tonight? Because I'm yes, looking we forward to seeing my counter. Yeah. No, we're opening it tonight. Then what's he talking about? My my counter is going to be in Starter Kit. You mean the expansion, expansion pack, pack one. yeah. Expansion Pack 1. Because remember, they sent us an electronic yeah, they did. layout of all the counters. And yeah. Kleinschmidt was on that. So yeah. I'm really excited tonight because I'm going to open it. Yeah. And my counter is going to be in the set. Yeah, it'll be right there. All right. So then what's it'll this guy talking about? It'll be right there on top. He, I think they made it, your counter in an 8x10, you know, just sort of as a... So then what's he talking about? Could this I don't be know. He's counter? saying this. No. Look again. I'm sure you'll find Kleinschmidt in there. I'll, I'll read this in an Australian accent. I've just started listening to your podcast, and I absolutely love it. That's not Australian. Are you sure? Yes. It's Western Austria. No. Australia, Eastern Australia. No. I recently bought the original squad leader off eBay. No. Okay. As soon as I got it, I sorted all the counters <laughs> and had a go at Scenario 1, the God's Counter-Attack. I played the first game back in the mid-90s with my father-in-law. This is a link to his blog. Now you try it, Jeff. I'm currently listening to, to Episode 13, and I'm really enjoying the show as well as finding out information. Uh, inf- uh, oh, as well as, right. as well as finding it very informative. Love the humor, too. And all the episodes together is about three gigs or a little over three, maybe it's three and a half gigs, all on my phone. So I'm going to be listening to them. Wow, listeners, yeah. you can do that too. Yes, you can. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you'll Go to our quick access uh, page and you can and download it. If, if you do that, you know, Jeff, if you manage to do that, I think you're going to find that you're going to stop um, repeating jokes on the air. Uh, Cheetah's here. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to be on the air with Cheetah again. Get him out of the studio now. Out, Cheetah. Out you go. Get out, Cheetah. That is one mean monkey. Jeff, was that for the 50th or something? I don't want Cheetah on here. Remember, he ripped that girl's face off. That was horrible. All right, what's next? We got a lot of good mileage out of that ripping the face off thing, though. That's Never has have we been... So happy to find out that somebody had their face ripped off by a monkey. It was horrible. Wasn't or an ape. At all. an ape, an ape, an ape. I don't want all you monkeys out there to get you know, upset with me. Oh, oh, Jeff. 
that from our studio audience. Oh. They're all sitting the back up there Mayhem in the bleachers. Mayhem in Manila. You yeah. did not like I, I agree with him. That was bad, bad joke. Bad joke. I'm sorry if I repeat myself, but they're so funny. They are. They're well worth it. What's in the box? Yay. What? Oh, the kids are here, too, and the kids are here in the box with us. This It's quite true. And this is a big box. A very exciting what's in the box. But it tells you what you're going to find in this game and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's great. I almost, I almost don't want to open it, but I will. All right, come on. Stop <laughs> delaying, Jeffrey. I, I'm not delaying. I can't get into it. Come on, everyone gets in the squad leader. What do you mean you can't get into it? I can't get... It won't let me in. Let me in. Someone's knocking at hold the on, door. Hold on. Someone's going to get a knife. Someone doesn't have fingernails. Someone refuses to use his teeth. Come on, Jeff. Teeth. Oh, look at this knife. I'll show that to Mayhem and Manila and our other viewers. All right. Here now, he there's goes. A, now there's a knife. That's a knife. This is actually a knife that was used by uh, my wife's father when he was a um, paratrooper. He carried this knife. And if you believe that, okay. I don't know where to cut in. Well, don't cut the... the I, I'm trying. Oh, Argy, oh, matey. I'm so challenged. It's embarrassing. Here, you can play with the plastic. Ooh. I've had enough of that. So, and here I have R. R. Which is a really wide... Finally. Re- spread out. My pirate's favorite bard. <laughs> I don't have any German leaders. What? I don't have any German leaders. I do See? not have it. Oh, wait a minute. There's one German leader here. Krupke. I got Krupke. Okay. There's no Kleinschmidt. This counter sheet two of two has lots of nice vehicles. Yeah. Uh, the Comets, uh, British Sherman threes, uh, PSW 232s for the Germans, SU-122s. Okay, well, hand me that counter sheet. <laughs> hand me that counter sheet. Yeah. You're just missing something. Is there another? Did you read the Germans off? I didn't see any German. Uh, Schmidt. What? There's a Corporal Schmidt. I missed him. Sergeant Klein. That's not a Klein Schmidt. Well, maybe they were friends. Klein and Schmidt. Really good friends. Inseparable. Is this really supposed to be my counter then? I don't know. I know. I know one thing. I would be upset. Yeah. Oh, I'd be kids. upset if I were you. They're disappointed too. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Where's the Kleinschmidt? It I was can't on even a say different that. counter sheet, remember? No. Someone sent us a PDF. Was that a joke? Was that Oh yeah. I know. Oh that's really kids, you're right. They have a right to be disappointed. Well so uh, I don't know. Maybe the... That's it. I quit. I'm you know what? I've had it with MMP. No, it's okay. Don't walk out, Jeff. We, I'm walking out. No, the podcast exists. I can't take it. No, it's okay. It really wasn't a big deal. There it's only like I'm, I'm 50 years old. I, I still have a good 10 years, 20 years left in my life to try and become a counter. Well, some game <laughs> Go back.
Well, he says he has a great idea from the other room. Hey, maybe I should just assume this is me and, and be happy about it. All right, I think we should start our own game company, and we'll call it, you know... Critical Hit. We'll, no, we'll call it Remedial Squad <laughs> Tagalong. Remedial Squad Tagalong, and it's, it's a lot easier to play and more fun. And we'll call all of the counters. They'll all be Kleinschmidt. <laughs> no, no, really, really. If this is supposed to be me, maybe I could just look on the bright side. The glass is half full. Well, literally, the counter's half full. Yeah. Klein. Maybe it is too long to fit. Maybe I, I miscounted. Twelve letters. Well, I feel bad. Hmm. Yeah. Our friend in Manila says, print your own counters. He's eating. He's eating oatmeal and watching us. Oh is, yes, good morning. It's to the you. perfect accompaniment. How come he's not having beer? I wonder. Well, I'm sorry, Dave. Maybe I should be more like Ian Daglish. I'm going to try and write for AS for the MMP now. Yeah, maybe we I'm should write. start writing some yeah, let's articles. Write. Okay. All right. Great idea. Let's pick a topic. Kids, kids yeah, think it's a yeah. good idea too. <laughs> All right, help. kids, they're cheering us on. Let's do it. Yeah. Maybe Cheetah can help you. No, don't let him back in this video. <laughs> He's got a nice, uh, you can contact him on his website. He's got a Facebook page. 76 people like it. <laughs> they like it. So, so really, let's pretend like I'm, I, like I'm not too bright. Well, you're not, Jeffrey. We don't have yeah. to pretend. <laughs> oh, I stepped into that one. But I'm bum. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the two half squads, number 51, and you didn't yeah. expect it that soon, did you, after 50? Well, we're assuming it's soon, because we're recording it on the same night, May 12th, Yep, 2011. 2011. Yeah! C-E. Because we did way too many letters in the last episode, so there won't be any on this one. Yeah, we're going to skip this episode, and this is, of course, the two half squads, which is the one and only podcast dedicated... 100% Ola. To the greatest game in Devered. Still the greatest game? Yeah. Even though I'm not sure if that was my counter or not, yeah. those two counters. But I, it's I not an issue. It's not an issue. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm okay with it. I'm just fine with it. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine with it. Yeah. You are. You look fine. I'm fine. Yeah. You may want to check with your doctor when Everyone's you get fine. Started. My doctor told me I would be fine. Yeah. He told me it was just a material thing. He told me it really didn't matter. It's good to practice your... Buddhist uh, detachment. Yeah, well, idea. this was my Christian counselor. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, okay, well. But see, if I was a Buddhist, it wouldn't have mattered in the first place. Yes. Of course, if I was truly a good Christian, it wouldn't have mattered either. Of course, hey, it's just material things. I think, you know what? I'm going to start pushing for a counter. No, you're not, Jeff, because material things are not good. You'll just be disappointed, Jeff. Well, my name is shorter than yours. It might fit on the counter. You, that, would you know fit what? On I would counter. feel. I would feel horrible if they put my name on a counter. You have to. Play At this test. point, I would feel horrible. I wouldn't even. You would because, consider it. Well, if Kleinschmidt is me, then more power. To I, I don't get it. You know the play testing. Yeah. So what? Play testing. Me. We're putting out a quality show, and we're recruiting new players all the time from MP. Yeah, but play testing's the hard work. This is just the fun work. This is very hard work. <laughs> yeah, tell God, that to me. Again. It's very hard work. Very hard work. Well, anyway, we'll see what happens. Maybe they could just... How about Sergeant Dave? Would I'll that turn work? over Sergeant the Passel Club to you, P-A-A-S-L, okay. and then you'll get credit for running the Passel Club also. 
Wow. That's a lot you're doing for the ASL world when you're yeah. doing all that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, what are we doing this show, Dave? It's going to be a wonderful show because it's going to have no letters to make up for those long <laughs> letters last time. Do you like to win? Sometimes. Jeff, you beat me in that game. I did, yeah. I remember you were that complaining was... about not winning. Yeah. But I did I did beat you. Not by much, though. That's a marvelous thing. Thank you. Jeffrey Hallett. Thank Jeffrey you. Hallett. Thank you. Won an ASL game. Thank you. Woo! Thinking of running for president now. Yeah. Oh, and they like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. No, really. Well, we don't have all night, folks, really. All right. Yeah, it's, all right. it's, a, it's only a one-and-a-half-hour show, folks. All right. Yeah, thank you. Right now. All right. I'd like to thank the members of the Academy. (laughs) Yeah, so winning's not that important, right, Jeff? Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't care that much about winning. This is, but I, but I hate losing. Well, that yeah, that's kind of a hard spot. I know it's a tough spot to be in. I, I really hate losing. And there are many times when I've driven away, I've gotten in the car, I've, no, I've bid you, I bid you a merry farewell. Bye, Jeff. Give you a hug, hey, slap on the back. Bye, dude. Great time. Yeah. You're cool. Let's play Wonderful. again. Yeah, let's do. Dave can't wait to play again. Get in the car, and I think I'm. If if we lived in Colorado, I would drive off a cliff. <laughs> There are no cliffs in Illinois. Well, there's trees. You can drive into a. Tree. I could drive into a tree. Oh, not that I'm suggesting. But I don't like anything. to speed. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> I always think, just, I, know, think yeah, I, you know. I will never play squad leader ever again, ever. And I get home and I say to my wife, don't ever let me play this game ever again. <laughs> and then I set a, a email a reminder to email me every day for a month to never play squad leader. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm a basket case. My therapist loves me. If I didn't Stop have to it. pay so much for therapy, I could probably buy more squad leader. Hey, guys. Whit Richardson again. You know what the real reason is I play SL? The women. You know, I used to play AD&D and, and games like Sorry and Monopoly. And, you know, I never really got any girls that way. But when I started playing ASL, wow, the women at those tables, those tournaments, spot on. You know, just last weekend in Albany, you know, every night, you know, I had like two ladies on each arm ready to, you know, escort me back to my hotel room and, and spend the rest of the night uh, talking about our defensive setups and the pros and cons of the IFT over the IIFT. Oh, pure heaven. Women in ASL goes hand in hand. Thanks. How come I never have that experience, Jeff? Mm-hmm. The kids had done their projects. Mm-hmm. They were making a presentation. Yeah. Kids were doing Bastone, the bulk. Bastone, okay. And bingo, guess what photo was center on the poster? You're kidding. That photo, that the photo? American guys in the winter camo on the tank, making the nice triangle effect. And I looked at it and went, Jeff was right. That thing is a photo. So they just kind of photoshopped it a little and put it onto the cover. Yeah. So there it was. Just letting you know. How about that? It's one of the few times you'll be right, Jeff. You're a big man, Enjoy Dave. To, to stand up well, and admit I could, that. I could you lose know what? about 30 pounds. but I would put you on a counter. Yeah, I wouldn't fit on a counter. I just would. wait. <laughs> Maybe a 5 eighths. 
five eighths inch yeah. counter. <laughs> well, it's too terrible. much strudel. <laughs> That's strudel. Yeah. Strudel. Yeah. And now, since we didn't get a lot of informative stuff in last show, Jeff, it's time for rules. Here we go. The boring stuff. <laughs> this is what it's all about. All right, we'll try to make the rules fun. The rules, kids, boys and girls, moms and dads. It is fun. I always learn something by you know. You bet. By t- you know, if you want to learn something, teach and, it and relearn something. Yeah. By teach hearing it. it again. Yeah. So uh, tonight we're going to talk about something a little more intimate. Yes. That's right. So gather up and uh, be Come ready. On. Come on, children. Get cozy. Yeah. We're going to talk about close combat. Yeah. That's right. So you may want to put on some deodorant. So I'm going to attack a tank, and the tank is open-topped. Right. Yeah. What can you throw inside of there? Bread. If they're hungry and you want to feed the enemy, yes. yes. But if you want to kill them, you throw in your... Hand grenades. Yes, you do. And the modifier then, you get a modifier of a negative... Neg one. Better than that. Really? Oh, yeah. Neg two. Neg two versus open-topped or partially armored. Now, can the coaxial machine gun count if it can fire only through the vehicle-covered arc? Some coaxes can't turn. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. I would say no. No is correct. Yeah. What if it was installed backwards on the vehicle accidentally by the construction company (laughs) put it fire into the melee? No, really. uh, 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 (laughs) You look so serious. I am serious about this. You really are serious? No, I'm not serious at all. (laughs) So the answer is no. Wow. Now... Transportation devices. Right. I never knew this. And cycle, bicycle, motorcyclists. Yeah. Um, yes. No. Same oh. logic. Cavalry cannot. Skiers cannot. Motorcyclists cannot be held in melee. How about bicyclists? It depends on the on the brand of the motorcycle. No, it does not. It does not. Bicyclists. How about them? No. And how about unicyclists? <laughs> Well, let's see. If it's a clown and he's got a like a <laughs> rubber duck and a and last question, rollerbladers. Yeah, can they be held in melee? No, 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 no. And you wouldn't want to. No, you really because what are they going to do to you anyway? Yeah. So really, yeah, I did not know that, Jeff. That you, if you're on skis, cav, or cyclists, yeah, you're not held in melee. Yeah. Right, and now. We're talking with Scott Holst, the one, the only Scott Holst. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Known the world over. As probably, uh, yeah. As what? Notorious. <laughs> notorious. No, I'm not notorious. I'm just opinionated. And all the people I've found I've played here have always been really cool, been classy players. Not a problem at all. Yeah, I think we talked earlier. All the all the mean ones are at home on uh, Game Squad forums. Right, the mean yeah. ones are on Game Squad forums, trolling and uh, whining. <laughs> and they're not out playing. They're not out playing. No, if you if you're not out lifting weights, running, or playing ASL, then you ain't doing jack. <laughs> Do you have a regular uh, exercise program that you oh, maintain? Yeah. yeah. Now, are you in as a Personal as a person, you were in the military. Your background? Yes, I am. I'm in the United States Army National Guard. I'm a sergeant. Oh, okay. Right now, 
and then um, your claim to ASL fame. Now, why is it that we know your name so well? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, I, just, I just designed a few dogs. That was it. Okay, I thought you had designed some scenarios. Yeah, I have to design a few dogs. I, I design dogs. I don't design anything balanced. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Yeah, to get historical accuracy. Yeah, to get historical accuracy, because I'm, I'm not like Mark. <laughs> I like to be. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I can see where he's coming from. I like to be very. Uh, I'm a stickler. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's not a fault. We're gonna have to edit that out. Oh no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it, it's but to me when uh, you know your research has to be. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very into historicity. Do you worry about having to create a lot of special rules in order to make the uh, scenario work? No, you try try to avoid that. Or? If you when you create special rules, man, gotta just th- try and uh, not to be too cute with them. If you're too cute with special rules, what ends up happening is people have questions. Mm-hmm. It, uh, then what ends up happening is you know it's like becomes a big confusing factor. I mean, look at AP six. It's a nice, it's a it's an interesting pack, but. Really SSR heavy, uh, vitro condition heavy. So you got to do some serious thinking in, in, with these with these scenarios. These are not tournament type scenarios, I don't think. Yeah. No, they're very uh, intense yeah. scenarios where you have to set you have to set them up at home and play them with your buddy. I mean, you could try them at a tournament, but you know, after after a day playing regular a couple of scenarios, you know, you got to turn to these things. You're like, uh, you know, your your mind's pretty fried by then. Right. This mine is. I, I was just going to say, my mind is typically fried after the first turn of any yeah. scenario. So. How are you doing, Doug? Did you win your game? Uh, I've won Did, one did Dave Gitter crush you? He absolutely crushed me. Outstanding. Yeah. It was. Uh, uh, there was a lot of uh, carnage and. Stuff that uh, was left over from that battle that I've never even seen before. Man, yeah, I thought I trained you well, my friend. It, uh, I, I let you down. I can't believe the amount of equipment that people come in and park at this thing. Oh yeah. So how much did you come with? Did you come with a, 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 a I came trailer with, full of stuff? I came with a trailer full of stuff. Yeah. Everything you got, no, except for your black SS. Except for the black SS, yeah. I brought I brought everything else. <laughs> Uh, you brought your own table and chairs, too, didn't you? No. I those, those aren't yours? <laughs> no, those aren't mine. But Dave Goldman and Rich Domovich and I, we all came up here on oh, Saturday okay. afternoon. and uh, In the bus. Yeah, basically. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, they're not being. <laughs> I'm paranoid. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll let you know if anybody's behind you. Yeah. yeah, I think Glenn Hausman was behind me making making uh, flashing gang signs. <laughs> Um, and you know, I just jumped in to fill in for Dave while he uh, ran an errand. But uh, he had to go to use the bathroom, didn't he? Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, he'll wash. I'm his not hands. sure how long he's going to be in there, so I'm not sure. How we can only imagine what's going on in there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go in there uh, for some time now. Yeah. I've oh. been using the ladies' room because <laughs> ladies' room. Uh, yeah, so that was more well, cleaner. I bet. That's yeah. So when that, there are no so ladies here, there aren't any ladies here, so there's no there's waiting. There's one. There's one. There's one. Oh, is there. that who that was? Yes. Yes. That's kind of scary. I heard something uh, from a stall next door. Uh, do you listen to Do you listen to the show? I enjoyed your show. Oh, it's I nice. Think, I think uh, for that unsolicited. I enjoy. Uh, I, I enjoyed your. Uh, I enjoy your uh, conversation with some of the various ASL personas. You know. Yeah, we've uh, been lucky to have some really good interviews. You know, you talk. You know, you've talked to a lot of the MMP uh, people. Yeah. Uh, you've talked to a lot of uh, the uh, other 
uh, producers of ASL. I don't know if you've, have you talked to the ESG guys, have you talked to uh, Tapio or Dave Lamb, or have you talked to uh, Perry from uh, yeah. MP? We talked to Perry yesterday, and we talked oh, yeah. to Glenn Hausman. Glenn, you got Glenn? Glenn? Yeah, yeah, we got Glenn. Okay. Yeah, he keeps wanting to come back every time I see him. He says, can I sit down and talk some more? No, oh, well, no. Glenn, oh, Glenn, Glenn, we're busy. Glenn has some severe mental uh, problems. We have to, you know, that has to be dealt with. I and mean, when we go to the forums, you could tell. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads, the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced, Advanced Squad, Squad Leader. Leader. We are your hosts. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And if you will just sit quietly for the next hour and a half and leave everything to us, we're going to take you on a voyage of adventure, danger, and excitement. And thrills. And thrills. And chills. Yep. Here we go. Episode 52. Or as they call it in England, 52. I could apply everything I was reading to Squad Leader. And I think that's how I read everything now. How does it relate to Squad Leader? <laughs> and if it doesn't relate well, when I read The Great Gatsby last year, I thought, this really doesn't relate well to Squad Leader. So. Quote, Manstein was equally impressed by the head of his intelligence section, Major Guido von Kessel, and was supported well by his indefatigable quartermaster, Major Kleinschmidt. Ah, and he says, I hope this adds ammunition to your campaign for a Kleinschmidt single-man counter, 9-neg-2 or 10-neg-2 for indefatigableness. In, indefatigable. Indef- no, indefatigable. Yes, indefatigable. Are you sure? I'm sure. It's yeah. one of my favorite words. Is that a chasm or a chasm? Indefat- indefatigable. Indefatigable. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be I'm yeah. fatigued <laughs> just thinking of this fatigable. So if we... Um, have we gotten something new in this? Well, vein? we do have an a, uh, one of the ASLs or the T2HS singers, some new singers singing a very short song sent in by a person whose name I didn't write down, but he's in our email. <laughs> we are good. We're good. We're good. But we'll read off all the names of these <laughs> great songwriters. Oh, um, we actually we got an email. Just now. Another one. Another email just now. It says, seems to me that when you have a live chat show, you <laughs> should interact more. Oh. When you have a live show, you'd interact more with the live chat. Oh. It felt like watching a canned episode. Well, I don't see anybody in the chat room. Do you? No. Are I'll, you are you logged into the site? I'll respond to him. Can you go to Justin TV and <clears throat> see if you see anybody in the <clears throat> chat room there? I'm looking on here, and, and uh, thank you for writing us, Ected. We don't see anybody in the chat room. Otherwise, we would be. Oh, yeah, there's people in there. Hey. <laughs> oh, we were looking at we're some sorry. screen. Our our, sc- on our screen, it's blank. <laughs> there's nobody in the chat room on our screen. Holy cow. So let's see what we, what we have here. I have our, our apologies. List. We, we oh, are sorry. very sorry. And we were just, I was looking at going, there's nobody in the chat yeah, room. Yeah, I know. It's like nobody's watching <laughs> us. Like, oh, we're once not going to do this again. <laughs> I mean, what's, it's just distracting. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start reading those, Jeff. Well, you start the, reading them. For, for those, okay. Yep, we do need them to clarify things. Well, it's you know, you know it's hard to keep track of it all, but I, I've suddenly come up with a great idea. We should come up with, like, the ASL uh, motorhome. Complete motorhome. You buy the motorhome. It's complete with all decked out with everything ASL in it for gaming, for motorized gaming. You keep everything in there. It doesn't take up room in your basement. Where do you store the motorhome? 
Huh? Where do you store the motorhome? Well, I haven't worked that part <laughs> out yet. <laughs> I wouldn't store it anywhere. I'd live in that sucker. We could have a studio. Just think then, what we could do with unlimited But then your whole bedroom funds. would be free to load up with more gaming stuff. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to do any more gaming. I'm I don't gonna, think you've thought that through. I'm going to have to break it to Mike that I don't want to play any other stuff other than ASL. Now, even though I've been, you know, I was the one that said to him, let's play some different stuff, but I've changed my mind now. Well, welcome to Steve from Australia. Steve, what's your last name? Steve Linton. Steve Linton from Australia. Where in Australia? Uh, from Canberra. Canberra, not Canberra. No, not Canberra, no. I told you about the pronunciation. (laughs) Where it gets really complex is when you start bringing in the details. And it's interesting. The odds-even stuff is good because you're enjoying the game. And to be honest, you don't really care who's winning or losing. And I find the more complex it gets, the more involved it gets. People tend to care a bit more about winning or losing sometimes. Because they've invested more in it, they've invested right. more time in it. So yes, it's, it's a bit tougher that way. It can be true. You know, the odd, the odd ASL player can be a bit like that. You know, I think we're all a bit like that on occasion. So. Yeah. Excellent. All this cardboard can come off yeah. the shelf. You know. Yeah. So. Was that the Paddington Bears? No, no, they're in Sydney. They're in Sydney. Um, we, our Canberra group, don't think we've got a name. We try one every now and again, but they never quite fit. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, it's a completely completely separate group. They're about 300, 400 kilometres away from us. So yeah. you know, we get together at tournaments on occasion, but not much beyond that. Right. Three or 400 kilometres, that's like eight miles, right? And about eight miles. Yeah, eight miles. And it's only a quarter of an inch on the map, on my map. Right. Yeah. Big okay. enough scale, yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with geography. You get to meet people outside just pushing bits of cardboard around because. Uh, strangely enough, there is life outside ASL, although That's looking around the room, you begin to wonder. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think so. Yeah, But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really good way to, um, to get a mess. And the play styles are very different. The playing styles that you encounter in Europe, the playing styles you encounter in England and here are very different from the playing styles that you get in Australia. We then went on to Europe and hired a car and went through all the, the bulge areas and down to Normandy and through a lot of the World War One sort of battlefields as well. Yeah, right. You can still yeah, see so the trench lines. There's a museum all. around the area where the bulges fought, which has got a King Tiger parked out the front. Mm-hmm. And you come up the hill and you turn a corner and there's a King Tiger staring in the face as you're driving up the road. It's a bit, it takes you back and hit your yeah. <laughs> Staring a tiger down when you're driving around the corner. But uh, we also, with that tour, was... Um, we took the World Cup around with us. You've seen the plaque, the trophy uh-huh, for, the, right. for the World Cup. We took it, and we took it on a world tour. So if you have a look at the ASLOC website, there's all these pictures where we had it taken in front of Tigers and Shermans and war museums and all that sort of stuff all over the world. So, so we wow. took it on its tour. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's, it's good for an excuse to take photographs of us standing in front of tanks. Too, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Look, dear, this is me and a tiger. Yeah, yes, yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we'll be getting down to Australia to uh, do a tournament. Well, if you find it hard to get down to Cleveland, you know, Australia yeah, right. might be pushing it a little bit. You know, <laughs> you get down there, you know, we'll, we'll definitely set you up and you can, we'll, we'll be able to look after you if you get down there, don't you worry about it. Well, that. you never know. We may take you up on that. Not so, a problem at thanks all. Thanks again. Nice meeting you, Steve. Nice meeting you. Right. Take, take care. care. Bye bye. Here's the box. Well, it looks like it's empty. Opening it is. Look, Jeff, it's J8. Where's J8? Is it over there? 
It's J8. It's Journal 8. And, oh, I kind of like it this. Is. It says Issue 9 on it. I'm sorry, it's Journal 9. Oh, okay. What? It does not. It's Journal 8, but it says Issue 9. It says what? It's Journal 9. How did I get confused? I'm a whole journal it's, behind. It's easy to get confused. It's Journal Let's 9. See. And on the back of it's an ad for? For those of you... Uh, watching on TV. And look yeah. at it, Jeff. What's that ad on the back? That's a beautiful ad for Hacapella. You're right. And that is, is the coming, artwork coming that we... soon, but come on. How long have we been saying okay. coming soon on that? Long, <laughs> really a long time. We picked time. the wrong product. We could have so. picked any other product yeah. and said, hey, they're going to do this next, and we would have been right. Um, Hacapella, there's the box art previewed on our show first. Well, yeah. not first. It was somewhere on Game Squad forums. But anyway, Journal 9, ASL Journal 9. Yeah. And thanks, this Chaz. Is, Chaz is kicking this stuff out, man. Yes, he is. I'm so. looking. That's probably why he can't talk to us tonight because he's at home stapling stuff together. Yes. <laughs> what is that? What could it be? Well, the fabulous Colin James Hay and I, his group Men at Work. His Men at Work. Did you actually know his right name? Yeah, Colin James Hay. Wow, I love that guy. Vegemite sandwich. It's time for another interview. This time with David Longworth of the Paddington Bears. And the Paddington Bears, of course, is a uh, popular ASL group down in Sydney, Australia. Of course, we knew, we've known all day that there were people here from Australia, but we are astonished. No, we've got about um, a dozen dozen players this year. Um, there's always you know one or two or three, but uh, yeah, this year I think it was just a combination of things. Um, yeah, a few people were coming over, and I think the there's some really really good flight deals, uh, cheap airfares at the moment. Oh yeah, um, the Australian dollar is really strong compared to the US dollar, so it makes it uh, a lot cheaper to come over here. Yeah, like ninety seven cents, and I remember coming coming over here in the nineties. So did you all wear the same shirts and stuff when you got on the plane and say, hey, we're playing ASL, and everybody on the plane looks at you like, what? No. You're what? I wish we, wish, we, wish we had, but no, we all, uh, we all kind of came on different flights and different times. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so we kind of straggled in piecemeal. All right. Yeah, and you know, one guy brought his family and that kind of thing, so it was a bit of a, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a full squad disembarking oh, okay. or anything. No, not, right. not, not quite like that. I oh, see the odd kangaroo, yeah, yeah, a few, few, few black wallabies as well, ah. which, are, which are like little kangaroos. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's a few, few around, not too many, but uh, yeah, but some. They don't farm kangaroos. No, 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 they look after themselves. <laughs> it's hard to milk a kangaroo. It is. Yeah, yeah, they're tough to catch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're tough to catch. Yeah, and of course, Australia is famous for the Paddington Bears. That's so right. Do you have a connection um, to that. Yeah, I'm actually, in fact, I'm actually the founding member of the Paddington Bears. Um, that was back in, I think, 1993. We had the kind of first formal meeting, um, yeah, and we it was about. I think it was more of a chance thing, and we realised that there were a few of us who lived in or near a suburb called Paddington, which is where the name comes from. That's a that's a suburb in inner Sydney. Okay. And so we said, oh yeah, there's yeah there's about eight or ten guys who all live in or very close to this area. So yeah, within like a 15 minute drive of each other. Uh, so with it all, let's let's form a club. 
scenarios that have to do with Australian troops, and you just you will not play any other scenarios? Well, if there, if there were enough scenarios to do that, we would, but yeah, there's not quite enough, so we have to kind of branch out Dang. from time to time. Dang. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously when Kota Bushido came out, yeah, the first scenario we all played was on the Kokoda Trail. On the Kokoda Trail, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's such an iconic battle for Australians as yes. well. Uh, yes, it it's is. Real, it's a real kind of national yeah. event, so yeah. Well, it's pretty cool. We're uh, very happy to meet you. Glad you could come over and play with us. And uh... Yeah, look, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, great gaming, great people. Uh, yeah, everyone's been really friendly and welcoming. And uh, look, it's always a great experience to come to, come to Aslock. It's a fantastic uh, yeah, celebration of the hobby. Thank you, Dave Longworth, for, the, for your interview. It was very great meeting you at Aslock, and we look forward to seeing you again sometime. I hope you all are well down there. Yep. And hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads. This one is not from the land down under, but it is still about the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad, Squad Leader. Leader. We are your hosts. I'm Jeff. And I am David. We have been your hosts for 53 episodes. And counting. And we'll probably remain your hosts until you're really sick of us. We're hoping. It may have happened a while ago. <laughs> I think we have to just keep Jeff's energy level up. Yeah. Oh, my energy level's good. It's good tonight, baby. Yeah. I can't help it if I'm bipolar. Uh, the Personal Memoirs of Ulysses S. Grant. Didn't guess that one, but I have heard that is fantastic. Guess who wrote that? Who <laughs> was it, Grant? It's just, it's written by the same guy that's buried in Grant's tomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeffrey... You know what that music means. It's time for What's in the Box? No. You mean Box Art Review? Yes, Jeff, it's Box Art Review. I'm so happy. All the listeners are happy. Look at them in the chat room. Look at that. They're all clapping. Yay, it's Box Art Review. Thank goodness Box Art Review is on. We're saved, we're saved. It's Box Art Review. And today, are you sure that's not too loud in the background? I guess not. It is now, yeah. You could turn the speakers down. Is it or not? It's getting louder. Oh, those darn crescendos. Always fun. Mayhem in Manila chimes in from the chat room that he hates minefields. Oh, because yeah. he's always running into them. Yeah, I hate that yeah, too. If he was placing them and watching his enemy hit them crossing the street, he'd love them. Our neighbors have minefields, but they don't bother me. Well, except when your dog, remember your dog went into the minefield yeah, and he lost the poor thing. Yeah. British carriers, lots of them. Kind of like half tracks, but I don't think we're covering carriers today. We probably should have. Carriers mm-hmm. and half tracks. Mm-hmm. And foxholes, defense, minefields, 30 minefield factors. <laughs> Or thirty six. What you don't like? He doesn't like Charlie. Doesn't like minefields either. No, that was either. Winston. Winston does not. Winston like doesn't like minefields. Yeah, he's a he's not a minefield dog. Oh, did he know Fido when Fido went yeah, to minefield yeah, of yes, the neighbors? Yeah, that's why he doesn't like them. Yeah. And here's the victory conditions. The Americans win a game. At, we we should do a show on the most ridiculous victory conditions ever. A contest. <laughs> A contest, yeah. right? Funny victory conditions. Don't start a new contest Okay, yet. yeah, not yet. We Don't, would, uh, hey. I still want him to put a caption to that picture of, um, um. Did you fall asleep? <laughs> the guy that's. <laughs> oh, Scott Holtz. Scott Holtz. <laughs> <laughs> Did you post it yet? On no, the, I can't find it. I sent it, I emailed it to you. Oh. 
Here's the victory conditions. The Americans win at game end if they have any combination of greater than or equal to two unbroken non-crew multi-man counters and or non-recalled M4A3 75W MT with a good order inherent crew in any level two hexes on or east of hex row N. Okay, again, <laughs> excluding <laughs> AFVs that are in bypass that have to be in a road hex. Except exception. Ex- you know, you could, you, you could almost... You could almost bypass must be on a road hex side. You could almost write an article on the victory conditions on this. <laughs> you could. So this was, this was designed by Chris Olden. And you know what, Chris? You're either very smart or... <laughs> A little bit crazy. Or a little bit crazy little and bit cruel. Crazy. That's it's, cruel. And it's not that hard. When you sit and look at the board, and that's what you do with a partner, opponent. Yeah. You get them out. I know. You read it. You point to it. We never do that. Well, that's because they're easier well, victory no, it, conditions. We're, we're always just, let's play. Come on, we got, come on, we got to get going. Let's go. Gotta, gotta play. It'd no, be we great if we took, we took, we should take a couple of hours and really prepare. <laughs> I do that before you come. I know you do. Um... Yeah, you just sit down with this with your opponent, and you look at the board, and you say, okay, these hexes, this, accepting this, yeah. and if this. And then I, I like to reword the victory conditions. And yes. Like, yeah. So let me get this right. I win. You win automatically if you kill four tanks of yeah. mine. But if you don't do that, I win by taking this road and whatever. I think you should win automatically if you just kill everybody on <laughs> well, the other you, side. You typically, well, is, you know, there's, is there, are there yeah. some where you, yeah, I guess there's no, some where you don't. There's a whole special rule for that. Um, riders. Now, this is interesting. Half track can have a rider. One single man oh. counter, and it's two portage points. <laughs> he so sits I guess he's in the front sitting of on the hood. hood. Yeah. Whereas normally <laughs> well, half hanging, tracks, there's hanging on the back bumper, hanging onto the back side. Yeah, maybe. On a skateboard. <laughs> Being towed with those <laughs> with a rope and yeah. a skateboard. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another episode of the Two Half Squads. Dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world and universe. Yes. And the game is called? Advanced Squad Leader. Leader. And I am your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Dave. And we have been your hosts for 54 episodes, including this one. Plus uh, some extras. And many extras. A dozen, 13 maybe. Yeah. A dozen extras, maybe yeah. 13. Yeah. Could be 14. Might be more. So uh, without further ado, why don't we go on to letters? Well, all righty then. Bless you, Jeff. Thank you. I was referring to another game, not Advanced Squad Leader. Oh, are we allowed to read that one? I don't think we're allowed to read it, so I'm going to... Well, let's see at the end there. Oh, he says... um, I put the Passel on there, Palatine Area Mm -hmm. Advanced Squad Leader I put the Broadcast Foxhole, and you can (laughs) switch to Satellite View. I did. You did put it on? Yeah. You can switch to satellite view, and what I'm thinking of doing so because can bomb us this, yeah, yeah, and from the satellite view, you can very nicely see the roof of my house, which makes sense. And I'm thinking of painting big letters ASL on the roof, <laughs> so next time the Google satellite goes over, wouldn't that be cool? 
That would be pretty. That would be pretty cool because you can see, you know, you cool. can see pretty well. I mean, you can see the garden and and all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so thank you that. for that link, Bjorn. Yep. I think it has to stay. <laughs> Simply because it's distracting. It's uh, Boccherini. Oh, Boccherini. Well, yeah. the music is Hayden. <clears throat> Hayden. Hi. Don't oh, Hayden. You say hi. hi. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's okay. That's like that. It is. It's like that indefatigable <laughs> thing, indefatigable <laughs> thing you did on me. I, in fact, I don't believe that. You proved to me that that's indefatigable. It's indefatigable, and I can prove it right here. <laughs> Now that, yeah, I rest my case. No, they, you're not going to argue with the Knights of the Round Table, are you? Yeah, they don't know how to pronounce words. <laughs> Indefatigable. They're just trying to make it rhyme with table. Here, I have some back. I have some proof for you All about right. that very fact. Uh, go ahead. There, you see, they said unseen gable, yeah. unsingable, like the lyrics we get from our listeners on the song <laughs> contest. Unsingable. Un-sing-able. And they pronounced it unseen gable. Yeah. So that proves that you're wrong. They said it that way, so it would rhyme with it's, indefatigable. No, because that's wrong, too. Oh, boy. There, I've proven I'm right. Back to the letters. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, I agree with that. Uh, Let's get back to the letters. That he ha- is a teacher and he had a little time... Uh, this summer to catch up on some of the podcast, and that he is an ex-paratrooper from the military. And I was just thought that was super cool. That is cool. A paratrooper kindergarten teacher. Yeah. You oh, go, is a Andy. kindergarten teacher? Kindergarten teacher. Wow. You go, dude. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be messing with him. <laughs> Get in your seat, boys and girls. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, I think that's going to be it for Letters. Thank you, everybody, for writing. We love to hear from you. And here are the victory conditions. Remember, this is a starter kit scenario. Listen to these victory conditions because you know what a fan I am (laughs) of victory conditions. The Germans win at game end by having good order, multi-man counters, or AFVs with a line of sight to the road that runs I-1 through K-5, I-6 through I-10, provided that those units and their functioning non-captured weapons can apply a total of greater than or equal to 21 fire points to hypothetical attacks versus any hex or hexes of that road configuration, disregarding rate of fire and all the point-blank, triple-point-blank fire, extra firepower. A shocked uh, a shocked or UK. Uh, um, unconfirmed kill. Unconfirmed kill, AFV. I'm a fine vehicle. Yeah. Provides no uh, firepower. FP. Firepower? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) For an AFE's firepower to count, the road hex must be within the AFE's CA. The MA is worth six. Yeah. The main armament? I'm halfway through the victory conditions. (laughs) No way. I am. Look at this. Let me see that. Oh, he is. He is. The victory, it's like a foldout. It's... You, a Panzer Shrek is worth 12 firepower, but yeah. must be within three hexes. Yeah. Well, he's really just giving examples. That would look good in bullet point, wouldn't it? 
instead of paragraph form. It would look good. Look easier. Just maybe the first 20 words. <laughs> if they could reduce this to 20. Okay, but it's now, too heavy so in when the you, victory when condition. you encounter those, right, you go through them line by line and look at what it means in, on the board. Okay. And then you get it in your head and you go, yeah, oh, right. I get it. I just have to keep this road, a lot of stuff from being able to fire at the road. Yeah. And then you, That's true. you worry about the firepower later specifically, maybe, yeah. maybe later. But yeah. And actually, I, I, so I make fun of it. And actually, once you read through it once or twice, it is quite simple. So two two things to remember. One is don't let the victory conditions overwhelm you because they're oh. actually not that bad. Mm-hmm. And the second it is if a guy is going to put his tanks forward of the bottleneck, just let him shut up and <laughs> just play. <laughs> Because all is fair in love and war. And so it's possible to move those on and in different ways to cut them off. That's the Croatian reinforcement group or tail them. And when they break, hit them from behind. So I kind of like that aspect of the game. And I enjoyed the game. Prelude so who do you think uh, J112. Who do you think is more likely to win, the Parisians or the Crustaceans in that one? The Crustaceans, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, They have claws. Those, yeah. <laughs> And Lesson for Lair. Is this the one we just played? Yeah, it is the one we played. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, it has to be a Cullen Hedgerow device for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's why they exist. The Cullen Hedgerow device. The Cullen Hedgerow device. They sell them at Home Depot. I bought one and plowed it through my neighbor's house. (laughs) I had a friend, Jim... He, he, once he was saying he had this neighbor, and you know, he, he would mow a little into his yard. Like, oh, he mowed a couple of strips into the yard for me. How nice! Yeah. And he mowed. And he started to think. I think he's trying to claim part of my land. <laughs> so then, when he would mow, he would mow back to the left a little more and go a, a row into the neighbor's yard and reassert his dominance of his territory. Just wondering if anyone else out there did that. I'll bet a lot of people do that. If I mow it, it's mine. That's all. That's fair. If I mow your lawn, it's mine. It is fair. That is what we've been playing lately. That's it. Good scenarios. And the music for that? Don't have any. We don't have any music for that. Okay. Now it's time for what's in the box, or in this case, a fold-over cover and a cellophane baggie. Somehow that doesn't sound as uh, attractive as what's in the box. Well, I was on MMP's website. Hey, we're still in the box. Get us out. Okay, we gotta, we're coming out of the box. Start out with that one by Tom Morin, both of these. Pursuing Kobayashi, and incidentally, Kobayashi is the means small forest in Japanese. It does. Yeah, I know a lot of, I know a lot of foreign Kobayashi. Languages. Yeah. I can play the Japanese national anthem. Can you? Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, remember this, Jeff? I play. That gets the. Uh, you can you can stop that now. Oh, really? Yeah. No more. No, no. I'm glad you brought your yeah. hand uh, pipe organ with you. I did. Yeah, your portable pipe organ. And what would it cost to move along the road from road hex to road hex? Well, road rate. Any road, regular road rage? Reg, regular road rate. Road, road rage, yes. So, what if they had road rage on the, during World War II? Oh, yes, they did. Yeah. 
Like you're you're an American guy and you're you're fighting a German guy in a tank, uh, two guys in yeah, tanks, just, and you're just, that that other guy is like, he's, look at that German guy, he's driving like a maniac. <laughs> you swivel your turret. <laughs> You know, Jeffrey. Yes. I don't want to be a school teacher. You don't? No, taking care of the little children, rubbing their little noses with their snot in the wintertime. You're right, Dave. I can feel it. I don't want to be a computer consultant anymore, wiping the noses of all of my clients because they don't know which mouse button to click. I've had it. It's a ridiculous life. What is it you'd rather do all day, Jeff? Well, I'd rather play. ASL. I'd rather play ASL too. West of Alamein. Code of Bushido. Paratrooper. Armies of Oblivion. That's what we'd like to do all day. I play ASL and I'm okay. I play all night and I play all day. I move my troops. I rally well. I file my Panzerfausties when opponents get too cocky. I bombard them all to hell. I play a cell and I'm okay. I play all night and I play all day. I rally well, I shoot big guns, I blitz my tanks a lot. And if there's too much open, I lay the smoke I've got. I play a cell and I'm okay. I play all day and I play all night. I shoot big guns, machine guns get right. And often, just for fun, I'll play in Frenchman's clothing Ooh. and surrender on turn one. Ooh. I play a cell and I'm okay. I play all night and I play all day. So you're wearing the you're wearing a shirt that says Battle School on it. Yes, indeed. What's, what is Battle School? What is that? Um, it's a concept that I came up with a few years ago. I came to the first uh, ASLOC that I came to was in 2007. I'd been out of ASL for a number of years because I'd been back to grad school. Well, I went back to school, did grad school, and then I went overseas. So I was out of the loop, and I found getting back into it, it's tough just to get the rules down again, but also to start playing at the level that, that uh, the players here t- tend to play at it, at ASLOC and other national, ter- you know, you know, regional tournaments. They play at a quite high level of, of, of play. Um, so first of all, personally, for me, it was the idea of getting back in and getting learning more about ASL and doing a better job of it. And then I thought, well, geez, I'm not alone in this. I'm sure there's lots of other people out there in the same position sure. coming back into ASL or starting ASL for the first time. Someone has coerced them into to trying it out, and uh, they're not sure if it's for them and whether they can handle this big, god-awful rope book that's <laughs> two inches thick. Yeah. So it's quite intimidating. So the idea was, well, why don't we kind of school people in ASL and start with the basics and build them up and give them confidence and, and hopefully then they'll have more fun, they'll play faster in which case their opponents will be happy to play them because they're not taking forever and they're not doing the rules dive all Questioning the time. Questioning everything. Yeah, doing, so, yeah. so it was, it's ultimately it was about you know, it's not just learning the game better but having more fun because if you're not looking in the rule book and just having fun and rolling dice I mean, that's a lot more fun than reading rules. I yeah. Don't, yeah, but that's, to me it's about playing the game. Quite frankly, um, I'm one person. There's a couple other of us writing stuff or looking at stuff. We, we, we don't know half of what we need to know to get this you know, to fruition. There's going to be a lot of other people that have to get involved to make this a, you know, all the way down the line. 
we can probably handle starter kit, but when we start getting into some of the more complicated stuff in ASL, I think we would really we'd be doing everyone a disservice if we didn't try and involve some of the, the you know the real kings out there. Of you know, there's there's people who really know the desert. There's people who really know the PTO, or there's night uh, people who love the night, like Randy Rossi, for example, uh, really keen on the night, and get those people involved. And you know, get their if nothing else, if all they do is proofread it, you know, and say, well, you know, had you thought about this? Had you thought about that? Get people involved and get them excited about ASL and getting other people to do what they like. Obviously, if you're a fan of the night, playing at night, wouldn't it behoove you to get others interested in playing the night as well? So we're going to do whatever we can to kind of get them interested and making it easier for them to transition into the night night actions. Great concept. Now, you've also brought a few things with you, physical objects today. You had some cool dice. Are those available for sale? Oh, yeah. The battle dice, uh, we, we, we created these battle dice uh, on a bit of a whim. We had a, an event we held, and we wanted to get, again, with the idea of battle school, is that we want to get people playing having fun. And we decided to have a bit of an event. And we had a problem with getting people to attend events, especially because, you know, everyone's always so busy. So we thought, well, we need a hook. And the hook was, well, we'll hold it between halfway between Montreal and Ottawa and get the people from Ottawa and Montreal to come together and play because we normally don't play together except for at a tournament. So, well, okay, that's fine. Where are we going to do that? All right, Midway. What's Midway? Oh, this little town. There's nothing there. What's? Oh, there's a brewery there. So we said, oh, a microbrewery. That's an idea. So we approached them. They said, yeah, sure, we can, you can have an event in here. And so we just had a one-day event where you could show up at the brewery play ASL, open, no tournament, you could pre-match, whatever, you play a couple games, whatever you wanted, and for that tournament, we designed some dice to give out for free, as well as some shirts, so everyone who showed up got a shirt, a pair of dice, some beer, some good food, good gaming, good company, and for the day we played ASL, and that's where the dice started. Um, the response to the dice was actually more than we anticipated. A lot of people started asking, where do you get those dice? Can I get any more of those dice and all the rest of it? So we thought, well, okay, we'll make a few more of colors because people were talking about colors. And then I started thinking, well, I'm coming to ASLOC 25. It's 25 years since ASL was released in 85. I thought, well, what a neat idea. We'll make some dice that commemorate that. So that's what we did. We made some dice to commemorate it. So if you've seen the dice, you've seen it on the... On the white die, the German set, there's a squad leader, as in the first squad leader box that we remember the old squad leader. And then we put the Russian from this cross of iron. We got the original photograph of him, and we put him on the the Russian white set die. And just to make it really nice, we put a knight's cross on on a blue die to go with the German, and we put a hero of the Soviet Union medal on the red die to go with the, with the, the Russians. And we thought, well, you know, that's something fun. ASL is about having fun. It wouldn't be cool to be able to look at these guys from way back in 1977, 78, and see them when you're playing ASL. I thought that... And it's a bit nostalgic for me because I've been playing so long, but I think even the, yo- the younger ones will appreciate that it's kind of fun having dice that reflect your game. So that's why we did them. When that's around table, we we do routines to call the scenes, the footwork impeccable. We dine well here in Camelot, we eat ham and jam and spam a lot. We're knights of the round table, our shows are for the table. So many times we give them rhymes that are quite unsingable. We're all so bad in Camelot, we sing from the
And here we are. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads, a special episode. I'm we're your I'm Round Jeff. table number two. Yes. Uh, though we're not sitting at a round table again. This is a square table, but, it, you know, it's theater of the mind. Let's pretend like it's a round table. Sitting with us, to my left... Uh, Rich Spilkey. The Rich Spilkey. Jack Murphy. The Jack Murphy. Not the Jack Murphy. No. And Dave Kleinschmidt, of course. And me. And I'm at a loss for words. We've actually, we, we, the guys showed up here about uh, 45 minutes ago, and we've been talking squad leader for four, madly for 45 minutes because we haven't seen each other in a long time. And uh, I'm done. <laughs> You good? How, how about you? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty tired too. All right. Well, next time. Works everyone. for me. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Well, one thing we talked about was <laughs> this binding of Jack's, um, Jack Murphy's rule book. It's. Can you talk, tell us about that? <laughs> well, it's. Um, other people have done it. I'm not the only one who's done this, but I used to have the everything in sheet protectors, and we started going to some tournaments. You know, you're lugging 100 pounds through wherever you're going and sort of minimize things as I just bit the bullet, had a few beers, and took it to Kinko's and had them uh, how many, spiral bound it. How many people did you crash into on the way? Well, it, it took me a couple times to actually make it Find over the way and do it. But no, it's, you know, some people, you know, they talk about the, the sheet protectors at last. This has been around, what I have here has been fully fun or in good shape for 15 plus years um so i mean it's if you take reasonable care of it it'll you know i just i don't think sheet protectors are actually so you think that really is there necessary an, is there an advantage to this over the binder and the sheet protector takes up less space it is oh, okay. light it's very so very a, light weight. yeah as uh yeah <laughs> when i last bought a, a carton of cigarettes it was like 20 dollars for a carton, yeah. yeah. That's how long ago. Yeah, mine was used to be twenty bucks, I think. So, isn't a squad leader update worth at least a carton of cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, and I, it's better for you. I knew this was leading somewhere. Should we talk about why we hate ASL? Starting with Jack. Well, I really had a problem with this when you said the like that topic. I thought, well, there's nothing I hate about ASL. You know, I said I just like the game. You know, I could think of a cute thing. You know, go oh, yeah, I hate ASL because of this, but actually, that's why I like ASL because so. it makes me I don't know, mad, angry, whatever, good time, low points, bad points. But there's after some- thinking about it, the one thing I hate is. My God, no more counters. I just want to end on count. I want to finish my storage system. You know, it's just every time yeah. I think I have it done, it's I have to reorganize it. And that, you know, that's yeah, I hear you. something I hear you we were talking about. You know, you mentioned about talking about later. This sort of leads into that. Why I don't look at other things so much anymore is if, if I see something that has counters in it, you know, whether a third party or something. I won't consider it, you know, as I don't want any more counters, you know. Yeah, the legalese of the rule book isn't that one that, you know, it's it shouldn't have been written in paragraph form, I think. It should have been bullet points, you know. Boy, I don't, you know, 
for me, it's just, you know, I look at it as, as it is what it is. So you like it still. Some chapters well, I, are written better than yeah, others. Some chapters are written better than others, but it's, I like the game. It is what it is. And that's how I take it. I think different people wrote different chapters. I'm not an expert on this topic, but I understand that different people might have written different chapters. Like, for example, for sure, Chapter E was written by someone. I don't want to criticize that person, but I don't like the way Chapter E is written, and it's written very differently than the way it seems to me the other chapters are written. For example. Uh Uh-oh. Cat's out of the bag. It's back. We're, We're drinking beer tonight. Well, shall we switch topics? No, let's okay. just stay on this for the rest of the night. <laughs> Rich, you're not claustrophobic, though, are you? No, I okay. think the caves are perfectly uh, great places to be. Okay. <laughs> well, Depending on the circumstances. God, good to know. When I'm in a cave for real, I always think there's going to be an earthquake and I'm going to be crushed. Hmm. That's just me. Oh, this is balanced because it says 10 and 10. You know, to me, 10 and 10 is not enough. Play. You know, you get as so. How many? How many is enough? Fifty. A lot. Fifty. Okay, but if it's ten and ten, that tells you one thing. If it's ten to nothing, that tells you something else. Right? Yeah. Well, that's true. Else, but but with that small saying is, is it could be, you know, me playing this scenario against Bendis, or me playing this scenario ten times against my kid. You know, a lot of it is us reporting to Roar. You know, well, well, here's where it also gets skewed. If, like, for example, I remember back again, I'm, I'm an old-fashioned guy, so you remember the scenario Rocket's Red Glare that's gotten yeah. played? That's one of those multiple hundred planes that's on Roar. And everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but it seemed to be that the consensus over a period of years is that the Germans needed the balance, which was an extra little half-squad, to help them make it balanced, is what I recall. After, and this was determined perhaps after many years and many tournament planes of Rocket's Red Glare. Well, the point is, as that became kind of a known fact, the new scenario norm for that scenario pretty much had the German balance in it, which was with the extra half squad. And so as the data started to compile, and I can't remember what the numbers are. We'd have to look it up. The numbers are American, 174, German, 154. Okay, well, there you go. There's many, over 300 planes of that then. So, But how many of those are with the German balance of the extra half squad and how many are not? Don't know. We don't know that. It's just too many variables. You know, it's like something you're talking about, something, you know, future end of night is just, as I think, like you mentioned, like playtesting. I think being a good playtester is an art. I can't do it, but um, I'm jumping away from things. But I think it's a good thing to look at. Roar is a good thing to look at. I just think I see sometimes people take too much stock into it. You know, it's a good starting point. And that's so would possible. it be? May, would it be improve? Could they improve it by adding stuff like? Um, not only do you, not only do you record the win and the loss, but the maybe the grade of the players, on each side that yes. were playing. But who you know now? It's someone has ABC to be tra- You know now you're as someone has to edit that. You know someone has to be responsible. You know now right. you're asking. Someone to take. Well, Let's do I just set it. this up. Idea, it's you know I think it's good the way it is. You know you can where you can report win loss. You know you get enough yeah. data points, it'll it statistically ba- yeah it'll balance out. But it's also up to you know me to report the the game. And sometimes I report the game. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they would encourage people to not post. If you're teaching a rookie and you beat them, don't post that. Please don't post. 
let's go back and revisit some of the old scenarios that truly were dogs and just modify them. They're probably awesome scenarios if they could just be modified and tweaked and they'd be usable and fun again and they'd have new life. There's got to be hundreds of those that no one plays anymore that just with a little bit of effort could be modified to become balanced scenarios. And then should you come out with a set of boards for playing at night? Were there, what no. would you do? They're all black? all black. When the power went out at my house during the Passel meeting, Valentine area spoilers, we were playing with flashlights. Were you there that night? No. Yeah, really? You played with flashlights? Oh, yeah. And candles and flashlights. And we were like, you know, oh, look, uh, I'm, I'm shooting up a flare. Yeah. <laughs> Light up just a section of the board, you know? Um, yeah. How many hours were you out? Uh, that night it came on, I think, within an hour. We continued playing. We were not really? out going. Oh, that's good. Candles and guys. flashlights. And <laughs> it's a fanatical game. It just bogs down. It's everybody, yeah. you know, they're moving their tank. Okay, if I move the tank into this hex, it can get shot here, it can get shot there, or I can shoot there. You know, every per, you know, what can happen here? And then the next one. Here's, here's what really drives me nuts that I just can't stand. The guy's kicking my butt. I am getting destroyed. Oh, and he's still being uh, slow. And he is like, you know, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you are winning like crazy. Just, you know, do it. And, and my misery. I often catch myself saying to people, um, uh, you you know what to do. You know what you have to do. You know what you have to do. Uh, you know, and they do. And I'm kind of saying, just do it. You know, come yeah, on. You have you, to go. You know what to do. There. Yeah, you have yeah. to take this building to take that one. Right. And that's that's what drives me think crazy. Think about the better players. Are they are they faster? I think I'm trying to think. They are, but it's because they knew the rules so well. Right. They know they what know they know what, what, what it takes do. to win. They know how to do it. And at a tournament, certainly they probably played a scenario a couple times, a couple times before like they've gone in. Maybe no, not all of them. Not I, all I, of them. All these guys, is, you know, you'll see like at Oktoberfest of the years I've been there, they'll play a new scenario hmm. in the final round. You know, huh. neither one's had a chance to play it. Yeah, you know, so they claim. Go, it's... Well, I'll trust a lot of their judgment on it, though. Yeah. I, I did get hosed once on something like that. Yeah, I did, too. Someone said they hadn't <laughs> seen it. And then during the game, it was those new airplanes from um, from Operation Orsha. Uh, and and then he, like, knew all the rules of how to play the new airplanes. He's like, oh, no, these are special. They have the 20 millimeter. They have the larger cannon, and they get to kill on it this number. And I'm like... How, how would you know how that you if know you that? haven't played this before? Well, it goes back to one you mentioned earlier, Rocket's Red Glare. You know, a guy mentioned, oh, this, we're playing that in my first tournament ever. And he said, oh, you know, I've never played this side. You know, let me let me take that side. I, hey, I'm a new guy here. Yeah, go ahead, you know. And we're playing, and I'm getting my butt whooped, you know. And a friend of his comes by and goes, how's it going? Oh, a lot better than the last three times this side did this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I go, you didn't need to do that to... Beat me on this one. <laughs> okay, you're, you're going for a smoke. I'm gonna. When you come back, I'm gonna be moving quick. Right, know, but, but you should it. have your offense sort of planned while he's moving. That's you know. I mean, you need too. to be a step. At, you know, as as I'm not saying have everything planned out, but you know, if I'm playing Rich and he's on the attack, you know, I'm watching what he's doing, paying shot, but I'm also trying to plan. What I'm going to do on the attack then, so then when it comes to being my turn to attack, I'm sort of ready to go. You know, I think things could have really changed. You know, he may have just blown the crap out of me or something, but you know, I'm sort of ready to. And what takes a long time sometimes is when you got to look up a rule, like, oh, gee, should I do this? Or you don't want to tell your opponent what you're looking up because it might have it might affect. Yeah, Yeah, that does take time. 
Um, but like Jack's saying too, I think there's a way to train your mind yeah. to be able to be thinking more instead of watching your opponent be firing and him thinking. Because I, I used to do that. I used to sit and watch them think. So we're moving on to the topic of etiquette at a tournament, in particular when it comes to eating. Or if you're hungry, oftentimes the tournament will go over the dinner hour, or you might have skipped lunch because your scenario went too long at lunchtime, now you're really hungry, you want to eat, that's understandable. But I can't stand it when my opponent is eating while we're trying to play. I mm-hmm. mean, he's getting greasy French fries or pizza, and he's touching the counters. Even if they're not my counters, I don't even want to touch the counters, even if they're his counters. Yeah. Drives me crazy. <laughs> I don't like it. Are you like I a germ freak? I don't mind that that much. It's just if if it's well, my set, don't eat and touch my counters. Well, yeah, and they're rolling the dice, and they get you know they get the wetness from the drink on their fingers, and then the dice are wet, and then there's wetness on the glass. Finger licking good but chicken. Then you just say no. You know, if you want to use my dice, go wash your hands. So how often have you encountered bad eating etiquette when you've been playing? I don't think I've ever encountered. I, I have. I have a few times. And you, and couple, you, it's not something that happens a lot. It, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen a lot. But while we have everyone's ear, we do want to make them aware of these things. What about playing shirtless? That's the one that bugs me. What most. shirtless? Yeah, I've never experienced. My that. rule is no shirt, no shoes, no ASL. Wow, I've never seen that. I, oh. I can't even imagine yeah, that. Guy was just shirt I mean, that's off, frightening. And he's really fat. He's scratching his what about belly. Are you serious? I've never seen that, Dave. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know, know either. I was kidding. Okay, I will say Brad Pitt occasionally plays topless, well, but it doesn't bother me. He looks me. good. Yeah, I like him. You know a lot when, about Brad. Oh yeah, and when Brad oils up his body, I've come over and he's had his body oiled for Jeff. You know who smokes sometimes? Sometimes, and it, it doesn't bother me too much anymore. But George, when I'm playing George and he smokes, it just it drives me crazy. George Clooney. <laughs> You play with a lot of famous people, Jeff. I knew, I knew. Uh, you know, I ought to invite me over here more. You're in all common. touching the same prep fire counters yeah, and what have you. Uh, there are times when you, uh, you know, use the same dice frequently. I don't know. There's a lot of things in common that you're touching in, in a small little area. And I think, Rich, the but, same the same rules should apply to players who have smallpox. If you do, I don't think you should be touching my counter. But it's also one of those games that speaking is going back to sort of speed of play is a scenario can go across multiple eating sessions. <laughs> you know, is okay, I'm not going to eat. Well, I was passed out from starving to death. Right, well, about it. At some point, too, I don't know if you have to just be resigned that things change in life. And yeah. But people still play Monopoly since the Great Depression, so. Yeah, but Monopoly you can buy for twenty dollars, <laughs> and and it's readily available. It's readily and a starter kit is twenty dollars, yeah. and you don't need ten modules to play it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just because we are fanatic. Oh, okay. We'll do McLaughlin Group. Jack, IFT. Thumbs down. You have down. to say it out loud. Thumbs down. Rich. Boy, uh, I gotta go slightly thumbs down. Jeff, thumbs up. Thumbs Dave, up. thumbs down. Because I have That's the other one memorized. Yeah. So anyway, then I'm the we'll, minority. We'll start off roundtable three with the nationality differences. You know, Johnny Depp do doesn't really like the IIFT either. Johnny Depp voted yeah. down. Sure, down. How about George and Brad? Um, one up, one down on both of them. Gotcha. Yeah. 
You so anyway. All right. Well, thank well, thanks you for that, having me. Yeah, thanks, guys, for coming. We appreciate thanks it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, great. great to be here. Thanks we'll for have you back again. for the next one. Yeah. And thanks, everybody, for listening. As usual, we hope that you roll low. And rally well. But, but not when you're playing us. Ta-da. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Two Half Squads. We are glad to be back here on the 29th of September after a little bit of a break. Although I'd like to do that, too. Oh, yeah, I, play, I would play more than one. You can do more than one. Oh, yeah, got to do them all. I'm going to do them all. going to play them all. I'm going to quit my job. Hey, if anybody would like to send me a lot of money, I will quit my job and do this full time. And I will, too. But yeah. Jeff gets first dibs on the money. Yeah. So. And I know there's people out there with so much money, they would not even miss a couple of million dollars. It's time for letters. Yes, it is. I got to get one of those typewriters. I bet they've got one. Uh, they probably have one over there at the... Um, well, I'll just turn my brain on later. <laughs> <laughs> I have a typewriter in the classroom. And really? the children find it fascinating, let me tell you. Fascinating? Fascinating. They, they find it assassinating. They, love, they want to hit you over the head with it. No, they love um, the mechanical stuff. I break out the slide projector once a year. They are utterly fascinated by wow. that. Wow. Is it 3D? You have the 3D one? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. No, real, I, but you know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they, they're like, wow, do that again. Make the slides move, you know. Yeah. And he mentions that his brother and I created their own war games like Battle Monopoly, where you can buy bombs on free parking and use them to destroy your opponent's hotels. Oh, that's a great idea. And that is, yeah, isn't it? That's very clever. Yeah, very smart. And Randolph is a very um, creative guy here. He goes on to talk about You know, I, I, we, I did that too. We played uh, Battle Sorry. We did, and that guy would, that, a guy would, uh, you know, well, I would, I would shoot your guy, and then you'd say, oh, man, I'd say, ah, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then I'd blow up your building and say, ah, sorry. Sorry about that. Randolph goes on, after a long hiatus, I'm returning, did I say that properly? Hi- Hi, I think it's hi- hiatus. hiatus. How are you? Hiatus. I'm returning to ASL, albeit slowly. I said, albeit? Albeit. I'll buy it. <laughs> I don't I'll have enough. It. You be it later. I don't have enough time to play. Maybe I can retire soon and commit more time. I rate your program a solid nine neg two. Note the rating. Range your uh, your ratings online should follow the ASL theme. I, there you go. Right? I think you that's can rate true. Things true. Yeah. Ten neg three would be the best rating you could give uh, something. How come we only got a nine neg two? Uh, that's probably <laughs> right, Jeff. Or maybe it's a little generous. <laughs> it might be. I would like to praise your BAR segments. Yeah, we go to the bar often. <laughs> oh, no. B.A.R., Browning Automatic Rifle? No, Box Art Review. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was close. At least I was in the same genre. Yeah, see? He's very creative. Albeit, I do. albeit when I was on hiatus, I was not in that genre. Please stop with the French accents. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Feel free to butcher anything else. Why does he say that? Well, why does he say that? I do not know why he says that. <laughs> oh, I believe our French accents are very good. I think so, too. I'm a bit irritated at MMP for several reasons, and he goes through oh. quite a rant here. Would you call that a rant? No. He, call, he calls it a rant. It's, it's, a, it's a good paragraph. What is his main point? 
you know, stuff isn't available. Stuff oh, is yeah. expensive. People buy it and then hoard it and then sell it on eBay. <laughs> do oh, we know oh, anybody oh. that does that? Oh, I don't do that, do I? You know, there's a word for buying it, hoarding it, and then selling it at a high price on eBay. Do you know what the word is? Smart. Clenchment. <laughs> <laughs> I've only really done that a couple of times. I've only done that a couple of times. You know, you don't get your name on a calendar, but uh, I mean, it's not <laughs> on a counter. But I'm putting your name in the dictionary. <laughs> that guy's a Kleinschmidt. He's doing a Kleinschmidt. Yeah, actually, I don't do that job. I've only done that with a couple of action packs, and all the other stuff that I've sold is was one copy stuff that I actually had from the uh, '90s. Whether so, or not you did it is immaterial. Go. The fact that I can accuse you of it is a lot more interesting <laughs> to me. Well, and your point always is just sell it to a friend for the cost. Yeah. So. Yeah, or give it to you. Got me on that. Or give it to somebody you love. But remember, the money I raise goes to buy gaming stuff to share with my friends. That's true. So it is for a good cause. At least you don't snort it or something like that. Hi guys, I just discovered your podcast the other day. Scott, I I bet you marked that day in your calendar. That was as being a a really good day. Seeing you on YouTube clip was creepy, like watching some strangely dubbed foreign film. I swear the voices were coming out of the wrong bodies. Keep the shows coming. They're always entertaining. Thank you, Brandon. You want to trade uh, voices? Yeah, maybe we should do that. Yeah, That'd be kind of interesting. All right, um, I'll do your voice and you do my voice. Okay, ready? Okay, begin. All right, well, I'm going to read this next one. Don't I sound just like you? That's amazing. Yeah, watch. I'll continue. I sound pretty good, don't I? I guess he's got a good point. Yeah. I'm stereotyping people to imagine that a Hispanic old lady would not be reading a war story. So yeah. my apologies to Hispanic old ladies everywhere. <laughs> wow. That's going to... that I can feel the whole world just sort of breathing a sigh of relief. <sighs> All right, now let's get into some meat and potatoes of the ASL world. Ah, the rules. Meat and potatoes. I have done setup, Jeffrey. Oh, and I have this in a little bit of a quiz show format. Oh, I'm going to learn something today. I'm so excited. Set up. What about it? Half hexes rule 2.3. Are half hexes playable? Yes. No. Yes. No. Wait. That's correct. Sometimes? Yes. The playable boards and those on the off board set up to come enter. No. No. There's no line of sight there, so therefore you cannot fire at anyone yeah. that way. Can off-board And that's units, a good thing, too, because it's possible be... that I could lose a game before, <laughs> before I ever entered. <laughs> that yeah. would be... Yeah. Can off-board units move normally off-board, or do they have to move straight on and enter right away? Can they move normally off board? Um, yes. Yes, they can. So I think if I decide after all that I want to enter farther down, a couple hexes over, a couple hexes away, I can do that. Correct. Now there is a requirement to that that is provided that they don't have to enter a specific hex like yes. Y one. Right. Mm-hmm. May a unit exit the map in the advance phase? Yes. Yes, they may. So when you're trying to exit, don't forget, you've got to just get to that hex next to the board edge and then advance right off, and that counts for your victory conditions. Right. Last turn. Yes. An exciting game. Skin of your teeth. Treat the exit hex as a mirror image of the one exited. So I was thinking of actually getting a little mirror and setting it next to the board, and then (laughs) you could look at it and see it really clearly. Yeah. (laughs) 
I haven't tried that yet, but I thought if you don't have it. much of an imagination, I suppose that would be necessary. <laughs> so in this case, yeah, it's not an imaginary off-board open ground hexes with just roads. It is the terrain mirror image of the board you're on. Okay. Units which leave the map board may not return, yeah. except for certain kinds of units. And these are in the special rules. People don't play them a lot. Oh, that leave the map board. Well, uh, gliders. Correct. Okay. Um, hot air balloons. Hot air balloons is also correct. Boomerangs. Boomerangs can are allowed to leave and come back. Yep. And um, <laughs> ex-wives, I think. They keep coming back. <laughs> I don't know. Paratroopers. Oh, paratroopers. Yeah. Really? So you're they can on the lead? right track. But yeah, they have to they, be in a glider? They might land off board parachuting down. They can drift oh, off see. board. Oh, I did. And then there's rules to get them back. Yeah, I have never played parachuters. That would be a good show, too. A I have done paras. Show. I love paras. A lot of people just hate it, but I love it. And yes, we'll play a para game also and yeah, do a show on that. That'd be a great show. May it set up in a hex it could not enter during play? No. Can it set up in crest status? You know, that's halfway up out of a entrenchment. Tr- or... uh, I'm going to say no. But it is yes. You may oh, set it is up yes. okay. in a crest status. All right. May it set up in an open ground hex? Yes. In a tube of toothpaste? <laughs> no. I was wondering if that crest was going to come back to it's, bite us. It's actually, it's actually not, it's not. Maybe that's what I was thinking subconsciously. <laughs> I don't I'm know thinking. why I chose that. Yeah. Oh, you mean you know, that, that, the was a, that was a, No, I didn't oh, intend wow. it. I have no idea why I chose toothpaste, except I once tried to put my counters in a tube of toothpaste, and they all got soggy. So I'm not recommending that to anyone, ever. You'll just ruin your counters. What a strange person. Yes, and do you know how many times I had to use the counter cutter to cut those things down to fit in that <laughs> tube? I had to keep counter cutting the corners down way, way, way down. <laughs> something oh. wrong with you. No, it's a... So, can you inspect a stack prior to play? Your opponent's stack. You can uh, inspect your own stack anytime you like. No. Section A, mm-hmm. rule 2.52, yes. line 2. Okay. 2.52, line 2. Off-board actions? Yes. Read that line. He's moving it into the better light with his aging eyes. Uh, yes. He's getting his glasses. <laughs> Tattletale. 2.52. Line two. Line two. However. The one that starts however. Something like that. I don't know. Turn, turn off that echo, will you? Is it echoing? Yes. Well, I was reading from the rule book, so I added the echo. However... Support weapons ordinance may start dismantled, limbered, crew exposed, or buttoned up. Vehicles may start loaded up to their normal capacity and are assumed to be in motion. Are you looking? Is that no, what you're looking for? No, that's not it. Let, let me have that rule book. <laughs> Clip that page out for me, sir. Now he's handing me the page. Dead air time. 2.52. Here are some clips from a very somber episode 57. We'll miss you, Ian. Hello, everyone. On July 29th, 2011, the ASL community lost a valued member as Ian Daglish passed away in a plane accident. 
We were very honored to speak to Ian just one day before his tragic accident, and uh, it was the first time that we'd ever spoke to him. And we are very privileged and honored to present to you right now that interview. It's good to be talking to you. Uh, it's a long time since I was last in Chicago, but uh, I, the last time I was there, I found myself after uh, a week's business uh, with a weekend to kill before my flight back on Monday. But fortunately, I had the, uh, the old annual with me with the non-coms of Company A, if you remember that far back. And uh, there were a couple of Chicago names, so I got on the telephone book from my hotel, and uh, before the weekend was out, I was enjoying ASL with Rob Benosik and Scott Holst. We know them. Those? You know them. How's Rob these days? I've heard from Scott recently, but not Rob. I think Rob is now in Ohio. But we saw oh, him. right. We did see him at a tournament last okay. year. So. Okay. Right. Hey, I have to say, guys, I enjoyed uh, number 53. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Very good indeed. Just one thing uh, I'd like to pick up. You were talking about half-tracks, of course, and uh, you rightly said that um, normally uh, half-track crews and passengers button up and see together. But there are exceptions to that. Has anybody come back to you on that one? No. Our listenership kind of just lets our stuff go by. (laughs) (laughs) So we would like you to do that. Or we could talk to you as an author. Well, yes. Yeah. The two very much go together. For many years, I was interested in all periods of military history. And really, the Second World War was not that great an interest to me. And and really, it's ASL that first got me into it. It has to be said. And... uh, for a historian who is interested in the tactical level of combat, you can imagine how I felt when Squad Leader first came along. I immediately thought, wow, this is a good system. It's got its flaws. Uh, some of them were quite serious flaws, but it really appealed to me down at the tactical level. As an author, I, I don't like books that simply talk about armies and corps and divisions and just illustrate rectangular blocks moving across a map. I think people want to know about what happens at the ground level. So instead of starting the history at the top level and working down, I always like to start at the bottom level, tell people, try and show people what combat was like at the squad level or the the troop of tanks level, and then once they've got that understanding, build it up from there. So that was, I mean, for me, squad leader was a revelation. Then, of course, in 1984, when ASL came along, and heavens, we'd, we'd played so many war games over the years, and they all had flaws, but never, ever had a war game after four or five years of testing in the, in the marketplace been converted into a loosely full-color rule book. I mean, you know, that was just mind-blowing, and uh, I've, I've been in love with ASL ever since. But unfortunately, like most ASL players, I'm sure you guys can sympathize uh, with a rule book that size, you really don't, you can't afford to play anything else because uh, if I start getting rusty with ASL, then it's a hard job to get back into it. I was interested in, uh, well, Napoleonic warfare. The, any wargaming I did was, uh, was that period until I realized that it wasn't the scale I was interested in. I mean, the, the main unit of maneuver in that time was a whole battalion where I'm right. m- much more interested in low-level tactics and uh, you know, hence again my interest in uh, ASL which okay uh, uh, an ASL scenario is usually at the company or maybe battalion level but you're dealing with the squads and the individual tanks which I just find uh, well I think we all do we, we find we can empathize with that much better than you know anonymous big divisions and core and that sort of thing which are just units on the map I mean, without naming naming the game I can think of various war games published in the past where, let's take a a game on the Battle of Stalingrad where you've got a beautiful full-colour map and you're moving lovely blue and red pieces across it and then as you're playing it you think, 
have no feeling for what's going on here. And you contrast that with Red Barricades, which just looks like Dante's Inferno. And, you, know, you really have the feeling that something's going on. Okay, it may not be the full experience of war, but it's, it's, clo- it's as close as we're going to get without actually, you know what they say, going out in the yard and sit, digging a hole and sitting in it for a week and having somebody hit you over the head with a saucepan once every now and then. I mean, uh, that's, that's going to ridiculous levels. But, but for me, ASL has the flavor of war. And, and things happen in ASL scenarios and you think, yeah, I remember about something like that happening. Somebody going berserk or, or uh, you know, a sniper being, uh, being encountered. And, you know, the odd events that happen in ASL beyond the player's control. And, and so often they, that, that chimes with something that you remember from history. My first real venture into serious historical articles on the Second World War and uh, serious ASL scenario design was uh, to, to do with the 82nd All-American. And, uh, and I have to say, um, to anybody list- visiting Normandy, if you want to see an interesting battlefield, don't go to St. Merigli's because there was virtually no fighting there. Travel a couple of miles to the west, a little place called La Fierre, uh, on the Merdre River. That's where I took a party of people just two weeks ago. to really, again... A small-scale action where you really get the feel. You're standing in the field where the machine guns were mounted, looking at the causeway with the German, the German tanks and infantry trying to get across. And you, you, know, you really get the feel of what happened there. And uh, taking people to a place like that, you know, they, they really understand the battle, I think, a lot better than if you're just uh, trying to tell them about the broad campaign. You, know, you get it down to the personal level. Great stuff, and I did not know that you had done the, that work for Critical Hit. So, yeah. was it, that some of your first published scenarios then? Yeah, well, my first published scenarios were uh, actually in ASL News for Philippe Lenard back in 1994. Um, again, that was a result of uh, walking over a battlefield in Normandy and um, seeing a, a British action. In fact, two actions, British actions, that had taken place in the same location within 24 hours so uh, I, I sent two scenarios based on that off to ASL News which uh, immediately they not only published but made them the feature of their quarterly wargaming meeting on a Saturday which used to happen in Brussels yeah. So I have a question as this has always been fascinating to me is um, how you balance when you're going to do a scenario how do you balance historical accuracy of the action that you're basing the scenario on oh, versus yeah. scenario balance? Because obviously, yeah. you know, all of those actions weren't balanced yeah. when that they is, actually occurred. That is, that is such a good question. And I have to put my hand in my heart and confess that <laughs> when I'm designing a, a scenario, I, I, I generally have the, the history in mind before I have the, uh, the balance. I suspect but, that, yeah, of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because all my scenarios are unbalanced dogs, aren't they? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Because of your <laughs> no, no, no. because of your obvious, you know, passion about the, the history. history. Yeah. Seriously, I I believe that if you manipulate the victory conditions cleverly enough, you can achieve both historical. Well, I mean, a reasonable level of historical accuracy and a reasonable level of balance. Oh, I, never I think if you, that. Yeah. if you tweak the VCs, I mean, you were talking in the, the last issue about, you know, victory conditions and could you kill all the enemy and, and still not win, you know. I mean, clever victory conditions can, can achieve the desired result, I do believe. I have a rating system when I play a scenario because I've got a lousy memory. I make a little note about the scenario. Um, I indicate how much fun it was. And as a separate thing, I indicate its replay, replay value. 
And I think they're, they're two separate things. It could be a brilliant scenario, but I may not want to play it again if I enjoyed it, but that's it. But if I play it, that, yeah, I enjoyed that scenario, but hey, what if I did it slightly differently? Or what if the opponent had done this? Or oh, I'd like to try it the other way around, so I bet I could do better than he did. You know, that for me is a really good sign if a scenario has that, that, that it gives you that desire to want to come back to it. That is a good question. My general feeling is that I think a lot of balance provisions, in fact I was saying this to Sean Carter as we were playing a scenario last night, I think a lot of balance provisions are frankly so weak they're hardly worth bothering with. Uh, some of them are, are more pokey, more powerful. I've, I've never really played the Australian system, you know, with all the different levels of balance. Yeah, that one you can uh, give it some big changes. Yeah, yeah um, some, some of the... Yeah, balance. Well, no. Well, I I uh, I tend to make balance provisions a bit stronger than other people, and sometimes uh, MMP. I think it's fair to say have toned down some of my balance provisions. And part of the feel, you know, with these yeah. scenarios with the hedgerows, it really breaks the board into these little like areas that sometimes become independent of each other. Well, that's exactly what, uh, what really happened, of course, and that's the whole reason why we have the different rules for the bocage, which I know some people have some difficulty with, but uh, I think especially with the, the clarifications we got with AP4, that bocage can work well, it can make for a very interesting uh, experience, and it, it does get us closer to, uh, to what really happened. The Germans are plunging forward, but then they risk being surrounded by the Americans. So, and that's why they have to try and keep that line of communication open behind them, to, which adds to the problem. But then they, they get some pretty decent reinforcements coming in to, to help keep those lines open. Yeah, so, and Jeff hates wordy victory conditions, so it was nice to, that you stuck it down there as a special rule. <laughs> uh, and again, as we were saying about about uh, VCs, as well as uh, using them to achieve the historical result, there's usually a way to express them in a, a way that people will understand, you know, to, so they're not overly complex. They don't need to be overly complex. Well, and yeah. you've got to do it. You've got to fit it on a piece of eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Do you ever find that challenging? That you've there is got, that as I well. Mean, I feel like those people where their scenarios spill over onto page two, it's like they... <laughs> Yeah, like they the monster games do yeah, that. Well, because they get the booby prize because they couldn't fit it all yeah. on one page. I mean, that must be challenging in itself. If you really ask yourself, do we need that special rule? Is it really important? If we took it out, would the game be the worst for it? And so often you have to think, well, we can do without it. You know, maybe the, what it adds in history isn't really worth the complication of play. So, you know, really come down hard on SSRs. Uh, challenge yourself a design, as a designer, should it be in there or not? Now, having said that, somebody will probably point to one of my scenarios and say, oh, that was a self-indulgent thing to put in, wasn't it? And I'll probably have some excellent defense for why I did yeah. that. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, and, of course, the trouble is sometimes... Uh, a few years after a scenario is submitted, it gets published, and then a few years after that, people come back to you and say, why did you put that rule in? <laughs> God, I can't remember. Hello, everybody. Uh, hello. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads. The only podcast in the world dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. Or as they say 
in um, Africa, North Africa, advanced squad leader. Well, that's not Swahili, though. No. No, I think they pronounce it their advanced squad leader. I think it's one of those things where um, it's always said that in English, they don't translate it. Do you think? No. We should ask the French guys. Do they call it? In France, do you think they call it... uh, Le leader de squad d'advent. We're not supposed to do French accents oh, anymore, I know, but <laughs> we've been banned. I tell you what, you stop resisting me, and I, I will stop resisting you. No more banter, no more goofy accents. So here we are. What episode, Dave? Oh, we may as well get on with the 58? show. As long as we're recording, let's get on with it. And it's 58, um, yes. I will be happy to edit and post no, as I long as I can figure it out without your help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So. Well, look at Dave perk up. It's time for letters. What's this? A letter for me. You know what? I'm going to play this song at your funeral. Oh. It really. It. <laughs> I know how it tickles you. Probably raise you right off the right out of the car. Probably see my toes tapping yeah. in that casket. Toe tapping <laughs> casket. Letter here from Alan. Hi guys, I was just lying here in bed, half asleep, listening to your latest episode. Yeah, that happens to me when I listen to our episodes. And Martin says, Thanks for the wonderful version of my song Breaking in the Grain, and thank you for contributing. And I listen to your podcast when you announce the winner. To my surprise, my name was left off the list. Whoa. <laughs> Jeff. Here we could just go again. Can you be more careful? I'm, and I'm sorry. These name lists correct? I'm sorry. You crazy idiot. Oh, golly. So, anyway, thank you also, Martin, for letting us know of our second mistake ever. Yeah. And last Friday, they formally unveiled the memorial plaque to Ian at Bovington Tank Museum which was paid for by the ASL community. Wow. And on that plaque is Ian's photo, superimposed over the Nor- Normandy 44 action pack cover. And it's priceless to have a recording of Ian talking casually about his ASL life, and he will treasure that forever. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Dave. Uh, this is Mark. I'm calling from Switzerland, and as you know, Switzerland is not part of the Low Countries. Just have too many mountains for that. Let's knock off early. Oh, wait. Oh, darn. I thought we were going to get out of here in time. Sorry, Jeffrey. Oh, dear. It's time for Box Art Review. (sighs) I actually had my coat halfway on. Well, Jeff, what is that you have in your hands that I handed you, sir? You know, this, this should have clued me. It should include me in the box art review was coming up because you handed me a box uh, lid, a box lid with art on it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, you know what? I'm going to look uh-huh. at the inside. Uh-huh. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to look at the inside of the of the box top. Oh, look, minimalism. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> oh, it's just brown. Yeah, it oh. looks like a um, maybe a sandstorm in the desert. It does it makes me think of in the evening? Yes, it makes me think of how stupid minimalism was as an art <laughs> movement. <laughs> We have here 
I'm, I'm happy to be holding the lid from Blood Reef Tarawa. Ah, uh, yes. This is a beauty. It is a beauty. And it's big. Can you make out the artist's name? Is it in the bottom right? Um, Above the MMP symbol? In the dirt there? No. No? Oh. Well, I, we'll find it in a little bit for you. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's you cool. know what would make this a little bit better? Is a... If they rubbed the entire box with cocoa butter. <laughs> To give us the, that nice smell, smell that comes in with the, and, and maybe some diesel oil. Yeah, now that would, would really capture the, not the flavor, unless you lick the box. Yeah, you... Yes, yes. And if you're licking your ASL boxes, <laughs> there is something seriously wrong with you. What am I doing? Really? There's so, Dave, there's something seriously wrong with you. Let Why? me see your tongue. Understand. Let me see your tongue. What? Huh? Oh, yeah. I just admit something wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, there's something wrong with that. Oh, come on. Don't you smell your old books? I do actually smell See, my books. Yes, yeah. and then you lick them. Yeah. Yes. And I have a Kindle, and you know it's not the same. It just smells, it smells like, like, like diesel like, oil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, diesel like fuel? plastic. What's, What's in the box? box? What is in there? For king and country. We want to know. going to be some British guys. Here we go. Open this puppy up. Yes. Oh, it's such a struggle. Very exciting. And voila. Here we go. Look at that. There you go. First thing. First thing, as he opens the box, the first thing we see are the British vehicle notes. A beautiful... Heavy sheaf. This is probably 30 pages or more. All these fabulous detailed vehicle notes. Reading the vehicle notes is fun. Really fun and very entertaining and um, educational. Very educational. Very educational. Then I've got two here that take place in Holland. Holland, of course is located in what country, Dave? The Netherlands. Yes, <laughs> okay. We've learned our lesson. And if you want to know what that means, you have to listen back through the first 57 episodes. But with so, this many scenarios, there's plenty to do. There's plenty to do, assuming you have the boards. And can you read the bottom right-hand print there on the back of the box? Right there. Farther down? Farther down? That's to the right. Uh, choking hazard? <laughs> Warning. Choking hazard. <laughs> wow. Small parts included, not intended for children under three. I don't think I've ever seen but that. But you know what? On a if, box you, if you're four, you can play this, safe. apparently, safely. So if you're wondering what to get your four year old for Christmas, this is a safe bet. Well, then so I'll wrap it cool. up for tonight, eh? Yeah, sir? that was a good show. I go take my siesta now. I had fun. Did you have fun? I certainly did. Then we have achieved our goal. If, uh, hopefully somebody else had fun too. Then that's gravy. Then life's better than that way. Yeah. So, thanks right. everybody for listening. Well, time to say goodbye. Goodbye. And we hope that uh, you'll join us again next time. Well, hello there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another. Oh no, we're not supposed to do that. Are you doing one? Bonjour, mes amis. 
Welcome to the Two Half Squads. Achtung! The only podcast in the world dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Oh, I think I switched to German. Advance the squad leader. Yeah. <laughs> Advance the squad leader. <laughs> it is the greatest game in the world. Me amo, Jeff. Hmm. My, <laughs> name, my name is... David. Yeah. My name is David. We are your hosts. We are your hosts. And this is uh, episode 59. 59. We've had 58 before this one. The one that runs the ass lock. I don't think they're related. I think the last name is spelled differently. I think uh, Brett, his name has a T on the end, I no. believe. No, he'll, he's Hill. Oh. Oh, Hill, her, her, hers Hill is Hillen Brand. Brand. Okay. Hillen Brand. Author of Seabiscuit. Now, did you read Seabiscuit? No, but I saw the movie. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a great movie, but... Oh, you didn't like the movie. I didn't say... What did I say, Dave? Not a great movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for clarifying that for slow people. Well, you know what? I really enjoyed this book. What's, Un- it, what is, what's it about? It tells the story of Mr. Zamperini. Oh, he invented that machine that cleans the ice between periods in a hockey <laughs> no, game. No, 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 no. That's Mr. Zamboni. Oh. All right. Mr. Zamboni. Hey, this is Dave. I, I played against you in an ASL Open. Do you remember that years ago? Yes, I do. All right. You know you beat me. Yeah, that was a long time ago, though. <laughs> it was, actually. Yeah, actually, it was quite a long time ago. I think I only remember because I have your name written in my little record sheet, you know, of yeah. opponents that I've played. I have all mine written down as well. All right. A man after my own heart. Absolutely. Okay, you guys are really weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, part of the fun of the game, you know. It's, uh, it's not a hobby unless there's an OCD element to it. Yeah. Do you, ha- do you, do you hang out with a lot of other weirdos? Well, he's seen the crowd. Yes, <laughs> you tell me. No, we, see, we've seen weirder crowds yeah. at like uh, sci-fi conventions and D and D things. So, I went to my very first. Uh, I went to the New York Comic Con just because someone got me a pass, and I have to say, I was at once uh, enthralled and horrified. <laughs> I mean, I thought these are my people, and then it's like, oh my god, these are my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's disturbing. Yes, it is. Well, everybody's wondering why we're calling J.R. Tracy. The site that, that Brett's picked up, this new hotel, is, is terrific. Oh, uh, it, 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 well, the, the downside is that you might get a little crowded towards the end of the week, but the space is so much better. Um, I don't, were you guys ever at the old hotel? No. no. Uh, they, they actually literally had holes dug in the dirt in the, in the ground floor of the hotel. I mean, you had to make your way past entrenchments to get to the uh, <laughs> to get to the uh, rooms we were playing in. Uh, it, it was basically a property that was passed down from chain to chain with with no upgrades until I think it finally fell out of the uh, bottom of the hotel system. It's probably now some sort of rehabilitation center or something. Like that. <laughs> That's where we'll be someday, Jeff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I'd rather uh, stay in a nicer one. But yeah. A lot of good infantry of their own and some vehicles, but David managed to kill all of my vehicles, and pretty much with with all his King Tiger still alive, and so I was in a bad way. Yeah, but I managed to take 
capture one of his tanks and capture his Panzer Shrek and kill the rest of his vehicles. And oh, you're kidding me! Wow. <laughs> no, it was uh, like I say, everything everything broke my way at the end, and it was. Uh, and uh, to Dave's credit, he bore it all in good spirits. <laughs> wow. I was feeling like awful. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening like this. But it was, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, like I say, you know, he, he's just such a good egg that. Sometimes when luck's going your way, it's, it's very, very awkward because it's clear your your opponent is is uh, getting a little bent out of shape, and it's uncomfortable for everybody. But in this case, Dave, uh, like I say, he was he was a prince, and he he, he watched it all just you know go pear shaped in front of him. But uh, he still managed to enjoy himself. So hats off to him for that. Yeah, so it's it's nice. Now it's not ASL every night, every Tuesday, but. Uh, and so you host, uh, is it a wargaming group that you host? It is. Wargaming and uh, a lot of Euro games get played. We have uh, two or three people who play Euros exclusively, mm-hmm. uh, two or three people who play war games exclusively, and then another you know, 15 to 20 that will play either. Like last week a, it was. Do you live in sorry. a gymnasium or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a loft here. Uh, I live in Chelsea, and we've got uh, a full floor in a building, so we have a little extra room for being oh, able to play. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's spectacular. I mean, last week it was ASL, Here I Stand, which is um, a game on the Reformation uh, from GMT. and uh, Yeah, it's been popular game. around yeah. here with a couple of our friends, Bob yeah. and Holmstrom and people like that. Ritz oh, yeah, Bob, so that, that's a typical night, a war game, kind of a crossover, you know, multiplayer, and then a, a more Euro-y type uh, war game. And do you have um, scenarios that you lean toward, certain kinds, or, or things you'll avoid? Like, do you avoid I, night, or do you avoid... I, I like it all. I mean, I, I, I definitely enjoy night. I used to do the night mini when I can at, at ASLOC, um, although it always seems to be filled up by the time I register. But I love night. I love PTO. My favorite scenarios are probably early war. Um, I like terrible, you know, crappy infantry and tin can tanks. That'd probably be my be my first choice. But uh, and PTO is, is right up there with it in terms of what I most like to play. But uh, no, I'll, I'll play anything: beach landings and night paradrops, gliders. Yeah, that's what I've done too. Now, um. I had a question about the night rules because we're going to do a show on it, and I was teaching Jeff uh, okay. last week, and suddenly I had read something that struck me as really odd. So if I, if do you remember, if we set, if you set up a squad concealed, they can be in open ground, right? Mm-hmm. At night, right? And when the guy comes in line of sight, they're not revealed, correct? For any reason? Uh, no, no, you, you don't lose. Even in, in a regular scenario, if you're in open ground and somebody turns a corner, you don't lose concealment. Okay, correct, which always strikes me as weird. But Yes, it does. It's like, what is that? I can't quite tell. I can't quite make it out. One of those lumps <laughs> hugging the ground out there. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so so literally, if, if I'm hidden initial placed at night, right. not that I did this, Jeff, in the game that we're playing no, I'm right sure. now, right. <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting out in the open ground, and Jeff moves... In night visibility range, but there's no illumination. I just stay hip, right? I believe so. Now the only question, uh, well, yes, you, you would because at night you don't have to be hip in concealment terrain. You can be anywhere. Right. So I'm sitting there in the open. Not that I did this, Jeff. No, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> so don't Strictly go hypothetically. Don't go searching all the open ground hexes around. Right. Here. Right. Okay. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so I wasn't actually sure if I could or not. So, yeah, you, no, you're good. That is amazing to me. Well, I gotta say, Nike gets a bad rap of being like overly complex. It is no, really. Yeah, yeah. It's no. clean. I'm sorry. Yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> I was gonna say it's, it's very clean and tight. Um, J.R. Van Mecklen wrote a great article for Backblast, which I think was reprinted in either an annual or a journal. Oh, I have all the old Backblasts. I think Take Back the Night. I'm not sure what his what the name of the article was, but I'll, yeah, I'll go look through. But he walks you through it and just demystifies night because really, you know, it just it just works. It's really clean. There's nothing intimidating about it, and it is such a unique experience. I mean, it really is a departure from you know day to day ASL, but not so much that it's 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 not so unfamiliar that that you get lost. I mean, I, I just wish more people would give it a try. Played a tiny bit in college, and then after I was working for a while, I started buying games back again and got back into the hobby. Actually, out your way, I got back into the hobby uh, with the Windy City crowd. Did you just commit, oh. did you commit a crime or something? I hear a police siren. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, I'm sure my parole officer will be a little upset. But <laughs> that's that's why I don't... Prison. There's plenty of time to game. Yes, exactly, exactly. I don't even notice anymore the sirens. But uh, I don't know if do you know Louis Tokar is out there. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, I answered an ad in the Windy in the Journal about the uh, or the uh, the General for Windy City War Games when I lived in Chicago, and that's oh, how I got okay. got back in touch with the hobby. Well, um, did you want to talk about people encourage players to contribute to the hobby at all? Well, that was something that, that we touched on when we first started talking. I mean, there, there's different ways to get back to the hobby. I mean, we're, we're joking about you know, not designing scenarios. That's something I, I clearly haven't done, but uh, but I do try to do what I can do, like playtesting. I, I try to proofread when I can. Um, I like to write some articles. I mean, articles are the most satisfying. Because well, yeah, you have written some, haven't you? Yeah, here and there. You know, every couple of years I manage to get one into a journal, I think. But it's it is satisfying because people really work hard. It's a hobby. No one's no one's in this for the money. I mean, the MMP guys, and it's a labor of love for them. If if they think they're going to get rich off this, they're nuts, and they certainly know the reality of it. And what makes it work is that people contribute, and the more people that do contribute, the more stuff that gets done. But yeah, I think uh, I think there's always room for more contributions. I mean, if you get in touch with somebody like Chaz, or if you're Bent is more the third-party guys, you know, the bounding fire guys, the friendly fire guys. Or everybody's always looking for a play tester. Um, the you know, dispatches from the bunker, New England fellows. Again, if you if you want to contribute, there's certainly plenty of scope for and a lot of different ways to do it. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to the. One and only podcast about the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. This is the Two Half Squads. We are the Two Half Squads. And if you are trying to listen to some other show, you've you've messed up badly. And we hope to continue being the Two Half Squads. For years to come. Even though Jeff was a little mad at me over that episode with the sound effects. But I don't, I don't, I don't, want, to talk about, I don't want to talk about that. We won't talk about that last episode. And it wasn't the last one, but it, I don't want to talk about it. See, It'll, we oh, haven't yeah. talked about it for a yeah. while, have we? Yeah, no, we haven't. So That was a stinker. Um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to talk about it either. I don't want to hurt your feelings. It's too late for that, I think. 
Well, we have a fun show tonight. Well, we have a simple but very informative show. Yeah, a nice chat with Mr. Keith Dalton. So we expect lots of little pushes on the informative button. Yeah. You know where they vote. Right. And no more of those dulls. No. <laughs> no more dull. Oh, that person's let up, I think. Yeah. It hasn't been as bad lately. No, it hasn't been as bad. It's our interview with Keith Dalton from MMP. Wow, is it a whole uh, 30 minutes with Keith? It's about 47 minutes with 47 yeah. minutes. Yeah, so he's got lots of stuff to tell us. Insider trading stuff? It was, to tell yeah, us? really secret stuff. Can we go to jail from finding out the stuff? Like, okay, like if he says they're going to put um, the Swedish volunteer pack with those white counters of the Swedes, yeah. you know, in um, Acapelle or in, or in a journal, and I. Go and sell mine on eBay really quickly. Is that insider trading? That is. Can I can I go to jail? You can go to jail. You'll be in there with uh, with I, what's oh, his name and me, what's his name. I don't want to be with Bolsky. Uh, I was thinking of Assange. Oh the, no, uh, him and neither. The WikiLeaks guy and uh, no, I want to I want to be in with the um, the really big one that did the pyramid. The Ponzi scheme guy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I can't. I know why I can't remember his name because I didn't have any money with him, so. <laughs> and I blocked it out because he's an evil villain. Yeah, it's one of the good things about being poor is we can't be taken for large sums of money. Right. Yeah, we're not poor. I'm just kidding. And and you know, really, there are some retailers out there that that still think ASL production stopped when Avalon Hill folded. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, we've. I've, I run into that less and less as we've gotten the word out more about MMP. But uh, I think maybe about a year and a half ago, I ran into somebody who sent me an email who uh, had a store locally who, who was the, the, the owner was just adamant that there was no more ASL being produced, that you know, Avalon Hill folded, it's, it's a dead system. You know, I, I got to talk to the guy and... Um, I think eventually he did start ordering some of the starter kit products. Yeah, I would think how, uh, yeah, I would think at least the starter kits, you know, would be a, a thing that they could carry. If you're a store owner, you know your clientele, and you pretty much order what the clientele demands. And if you're not in an area where there's a thriving gamers group that's playing ASL, or at least four or five guys who come in and keep asking, hey, what, what, what's new in ASL? I mean, there's so much product out there, it can kind of fade to the background. And, you know, distributors don't always carry our products, and the ones who do, just because they're carrying our products, doesn't mean this particular game store buys from that distributor. So... You know, it's 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 kind of a multi-layered system here, and sometimes it's a little uh, little interesting trying to penetrate it. But we've done a pretty good job getting the word out. We've picked up uh, some new retailers this year. Uh, we're getting some international exposure. Uh, we have a, a retailer in Hong Kong now. Uh, we've had interest in uh, Singapore, you know, Poland, uh, just basically all over the world. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good year. I think we were very productive. I mean, we got the fabled map bundle out, uh, which has created quite a, a quandary for me, uh, simply because as an ASL player, my goal was once they came in, I was going to fold the maps 
put them in a page protector, you know, one of those heavy-duty protectors with the little flap that comes over the top yeah. that protects them. Yeah, yeah. But when I when I got the box, you know, they kind of unfolded in that long box. Uh-huh. And when I got that in from the office, I was like, I can't fold these. They're too beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I folded mine just fine. <laughs> I, I can't do it. Yeah. Did you, you leave them flat yeah. then? Yeah, they're they're flat, still in the same box. You, you know, know what? That's a good idea. I hope you don't feel that way when, you, when it's time to. I hope you don't feel that way when it's time to punch out counters or when you have to cut out your overlays. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no! I'll butcher them. <laughs> uh, no problem taking care of those. Uh, speaking of which, um, going back to our last conversation with uh, Mr. Kleinschmidt, uh, did you happen to pick up the ASL Starter Kit Expansion Pack? I did. I bought two or three copies. Ah. ah. Well, I laid those counters out uh, for that, and I want you to know there was an 8-0 Sergeant Kleinschmidt on the counter sheet. It, it, well, it, it ended up being a Klein and a Schmidt. Two counters. Yes, because your name is too stinking long to get on a counter. <laughs> So that is officially me. Yes. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> I have them in a special bag that I set into my little leader's counter tray. Oh, right next to your Lieutenant Dalton American counter from Starter Kit 1? This, this, oh, I, no, were you in there? Yes, Starter okay, Kit 1. I'll move you in with yeah. me. But it's also with my six neg one that you emailed me in the PDF. <laughs> I actually made that, so... You get a blank counter sheet counter and just stick that on there, huh? Yeah, I, I covered up some old, you know, worn out counter. <laughs> well, we unpacked that uh, expansion pack on, on the air and uh, located those counters, and Dave couldn't believe it. Well, first of all, I wasn't it, and, sure and, if it was me or not. <laughs> and, and up until you just said that that was him, he's never been 100% sure. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was another Schmidt like playtester. Yeah, or maybe it was just coincidental. They just picked a couple of names, a Klein and a Schmidt. So that's good <laughs> to know. You got validated, Dave. Yep. Yes, indeed. Unfortunately, unfortunately, due to the tolerances of the die cutting, we couldn't get your name all on one counter. So I know. Yeah, but that's okay. I see. I should have been playtesting a lot years and years ago, back when the counters had more letters on them. Yeah. Hey, so. Jeff. He's going to be insul- insufferable now, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> It's it, yes, more so than I'll usual. Have to think of a new demand. <laughs> <laughs> Probably after that, we're looking at Hollow Legions to get the desert back into play. Um, we'll have all the Italian stuff in there. Chapter F, the Soldiers of the Negus uh, historical module. Probably twenty-four scenarios. So that's uh, that's going to be a. Uh, pretty good piece there then we're probably looking at yanks after that possibly possibly i know there has been some speculation on this online and you know it's been discussed but you know nothing's set in stone yet because it's a little ways off uh including the french in with yanks oh wow yeah, yeah. so that would be you know of course more scenarios and what yeah. about Hacapella? Ha- you didn't mention Hacapella on that. Well, that's, well, that's not a reprint. Right. Um, so it's going to be next year, we think, right? Or yeah, yeah. Just... We're looking at next year on that. Post-Winter Offensive, we're looking at uh, Rising Sun, 
Haka Pele, uh, and, uh, you know, if we get the, the special ops uh, out by winter offensive, it'll be out then. If not, it'll be post-winter offensive. Um, theoretically, an overlay bundle, which we've been discussing, we've pretty much got all the overlays repainted in the new digital format, or they're, they're being worked on now, because they've all, all got to be done for the, uh, for the modules, just like the maps. So we're taking a look at an overlay bundle where you can get all the overlays in one set. That's an amazing amount of stuff. (laughs) I'm going to have to sell a lot of issues of Grit magazine in order to earn (laughs) enough money to buy all those goodies. Yeah, Chaz Argent doesn't sleep much. I I got an email today from MMP, you know, with an attachment. Did you get that email as well? Yes, yes. And I got all excited because it said... You know, information about, let me see if I can see it here, MMP Black Friday sale, exclamation. MMP is pleased to announce its annual Black Friday sale, and then there's a, a PDF attachment. I thought, oh, this this is going to be it. It's they're going to tell me everything. <laughs> that they're yeah. So I opened the thing up, and it just says, check the website. <laughs> Deep discounts on many games. Deep discounts, yeah. That's, that's why we call it teaser. Yeah, that yeah. worked. Well, and that, we're supposed to print that out, Jeff, and po- post that at Games Plus. Oh, I see. And then yeah. you put up a kiosk there with a computer. Well, and, uh, what what you do is you print that out yeah. and you put a piece of tape on the top of it and you <laughs> stick it on the center of your computer screen. Okay. Okay. I got okay. It. So we don't have to waste electricity keeping it running. There we go. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks for listening and remember to roll low and rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye everybody. Goodbye. Well, well, bye, everybody. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Bidia, 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 bidia. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I think it went. I, I don't know. I couldn't even listen. I, I, I know. You never emailed me back. I was getting worried. Like, like, where's the congratulatory email from Jeff? You tried so hard. And welcome to another episode of um, The Two Half Squads. Is that what it's called? Yes. Oh, The Two Half Squads. It has okay. been a while, Jeff, yeah. since we've gotten together. My name is... Um, Jeff, I just called you Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Yes, and your name is... Dave. Dave, and we are having problems with our memories today. Well, more me than Jeff, but yeah. thank, you, thank you, Jeff, for throwing yourself in we the were, mix. We, <laughs> we were just, I, I didn't want you to feel bad about yourself. We were just hey. talking about this before the show, how... I think the listeners have noticed that Dave is having recall problems <laughs> I don't on think the show. Anybody, really? You think well, somebody's noticing? If you go back to that first episode and compare it to the 60th. Yeah. Wow, 60 episodes. 60 episodes. Wow. High five. No, don't. I hate that. I hate high five. Yeah, I do too. You can do it Please wrong. Please ban high five. It can be embarrassing. Yeah, it's you know. awful. Kids at school are teaching me all these fancy handshakes. That's better than high yeah. five. Anything's better than high five. And this is the one and only show dedicated 100% mostly. Mostly. To the greatest game in the world. Um, Advanced Squad. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. I'll thank never you. forget those words. Yeah. I'll be saying them thing. in the grave. Yes, you will be. At your eulogy, we'll be reading from the rule book. Oh, my son wants to have a big mausoleum to himself when he dies. He's uh, eighth grade. And <laughs> well, it's good to plan ahead. We told him he should start saving his money, and he says he will use his money for some of that. And he asked if I wanted to be in his mausoleum with him, and I said, no, I think I want to be in the ground so when the um, 
zombie infestation comes, mm-hmm. I'll be able to do the clawing out of the ground thing. Oh, you've always wanted to do that, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You know, coming out of the mausoleum is pretty cool, but you know, those hands tearing up through the ground—that's really super yeah, that's scary. Cool. It is. The, yeah, the zombie. What is it called? The zombie uh, apocalypse. Apocalypse. Thank yeah. you. Well, thanks everybody for putting up with that. <laughs> So, so far, this is episode sixty-one. Is it? Because I yeah. really am losing track. I, I'm pretty sure. The memory problem. We'll have to look. Fourth, your command of foreign languages is fairly weak, except <laughs> maybe for German. No one is perfect, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Fifth, I hope the release of Festum Budapest. You've realized that the Magyars are not communist tribesmen from Mongolia, which was Dave's guess. Oh no, that was Jeff's guess. He, he wrote here. While reviewing the LFT's Russian Civil War pack. The Magyars? Yeah, I think I had that wrong. Sixth, your rules knowledge sometimes slips. No. No. (laughs) For instance, when doing the early episode about guns, you never clarified the distinction between ordnance and guns. Probably true. Yeah. Seventh, of all the sections of your show, I've liked the most quiz shows. Ah. Rules sections. Mm -hmm. Those are the boring parts. Yeah. And the interviews. Hard to beat yeah. the interviews because we don't talk as much. We're not responsible for the content. <laughs> <laughs> the shows on cavalry and half tracks were quite illustrative of the interviews. I really liked the ones you did with Ken Smith, Chaz Argent, Lars Thuringham, and of course Ian. Sixth box art review is okay, but I don't understand is how on earth Dave's going to get his name on a counter. Oh, already got that. If he slams MMP's choice for covered art in the action packs, they're probably going to recall. Um, all of uh, w- w- your counters came out with in what ASL uh, uh, um, starter uh, kit expansion pack expansion yes. pack yeah they're going to recall all of those and take your counters out if you're not oh good. yes and he says that would be because come on you just three action pack covers in a row and a fake French accent and then you expect <laughs> MMP we know what a good sense of humor they've got over there at MMP what time is it Jeff it's not time for what's in the box so if you were waiting for that uh, you're gonna have to wait a little longer <laughs> it's time for what have you been playing lately and we don't have any music for that but I think we should don't you yes what have you been playing lately what have you been playing lately I like it yeah. I, I can tell you've been playing the can recorder I lately <laughs> I I have I can't play the recorder, but I have one because I think they're kind of cool. It is cool. And, and you played it well, Jeff. Yeah, I think. I thought so, too. So that can be our new theme music for <laughs> yeah. what you've been yeah, playing yeah. lately. Yes. And if you'd like us to not use that, please send cash or money. <laughs> which you should do anyway, folks. Cash or money. Which one? <laughs> which would you rather? Cash or money? I have three and a half games to reach my 1,100 an 11th game. That's going to be special. Hooray. Why do I have half games? Oh, because I have a half-played game with Tom Marklow. Oh, okay. Three and a half. And I will reach 1,111 games. Attaboy, Luther! Uh, that is a remarkable achievement. And we forgot yeah. to celebrate when I hit 1,000. In fact, I didn't notice that I was hitting 1,000. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So I'm hoping I'll remember this time. I hope so, too, and I'd like to be part of that. Maybe you... You and I will play something yes. for that. Huh? How about that? Yeah. You know what? I'll even let you win. Because <laughs> I probably have played 111 games so far. Attaboy, Luther! Now they will know why they are afraid of the dark. Now they will learn why they fear the night.
It's time for uh, rules section. Yeah, let's jump into the meat let's of the jump thing, in. shall you know, we? I think we should have music for the rules section, don't you? Yeah, we really don't. It's time for rules. It's time for rules. It is much brighter on a full moon night. Yeah. I'm always amazed when I walk outside at night. And again, this is how you think sometimes when you're an ASLer. Yeah. I do look at the night range. I do too. Yeah. And think, wow, you know, it's brighter outside than I thought it was yeah. at night when the full moon is out. Yeah. And when there is no moon, it is dark. It's really dark. In a location that's already illuminated. Right. Right? Moving so the running... lights mm-hmm. don't go there. And when they illuminate it and you're moving, you have the option to... Hit the deck. Hit the deck. Hit the ground. Stop moving. And then you don't lose that cloaking or concealment. I love right. that, too. Yeah. The idea that these guys are moving along, concealed, and a flare comes up. Do you like that sound? Yeah, I like, like that. Boy, that was and me. gently wash flashback from the sky. <laughs> and then you stop moving. Yeah. Hit the deck. And... You can retain your concealment, even in the open ground. So that's exciting. Uh, so to lose it, it has to be illuminated when you go into it. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed or at least managed to struggle through Greatest Hits Episodes 48 through 61. Ooh, somebody. Uh, actually, I played somebody the other day that rolled low and rallied well while he was playing me. Uh, very disturbing. That's very disturbing. That's very disturbing. I mean, can't he follow simple directions? What was he thinking of? Do not know. Do not know. I'm going to give him a good talking to.